On the new podcast, American Criminal, you'll learn about the fraud, theft, and murder that marks the dark side of the American dream. Like the Menendez murders, was it two greedy kids who killed their parents for money, or is there more? Listen to American Criminal wherever you get your podcasts. Cats are learning to like each other. Yeah, we, we got a very tiny kitten last week, and our big cat hasn't been very psyched about it. But Liv said that they just uh, they just kissed. Aw, well there you go. At least somebody's gonna be friends after today. We, <laughs> I think, I think that we're it's, yeah. it's gonna be okay because it's, it you've is. been you've been spitting hot acid at me about this for weeks now and in the group <laughs> chat since you listen to significant other i feel like it's been a different vibe because i think we can maybe both agree that neither of these is a bad album yes correct correct right? i i do agree with that i do agree with that i think that is i think that is absolutely reasonable and and a correct assessment and as i said it's about which flavor of angst you're particularly attracted to okay We'll get into there's some musicianship over here and then there's some lyrics over here and then Mm. there's some, you know, there's there's ways we can parse it out in the ultimate. Well, that's the other thing. As a referee, what are we really (laughs) judging this like deeply on? Like how much it represents each genre or. okay, let's no. So this is let's hold up. It's going to get real arbitrary. This is how we do it. I'll make it stop. (laughs) That music. Good times. I guess we're just jumping right into it today. Yeah, I did start my recording, so we might as well. It's a motherfucking Thunderdome, baby. We're back in the Thunderdome. (laughs) Meet me at Gillette Stadium in the parking lot. Mm-hmm. It's Vans yeah, Warped Tour. It My is 1997. Like re- <laughs> He's reading a re- Civil War book in the car, <laughs> just <laughs> waiting for this to be over. Just like baking in the hot sun. He's in that. Yeah. He's in that dad tent they had. You remember they had a dad tent? Got to miss the dads. Got to keep the dads moist. <laughs> it's like a New Balance. Don't want them to rep. overheat. <laughs> <laughs> they just have like dads. like a fucking Sears like hardware catalogs. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that'd be fun. It, 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 yeah, the, it was the dad tent sponsored by New Balance and Sears. And, <laughs> Free uh, tackle vests Lowe's. for the first fifty dads. <laughs> <laughs> And it progresses through each decade, and now it's like you get to hear Wilco deep cuts or something. <laughs> Is that what dads are excited about these days? Oh yeah, my dad owned I saw these guys. They rocked. My dad owned only two cassette tapes in his life, I believe, and it was what? "So" by Peter Gabriel and uh, the Great Cars, um, the one with like the pinup model on the cover. Yeah, those are the only ones you need. Candy O, right? Candy yeah. O, yeah. Two excellent cassettes. Those are the only ones you need. So yeah, you get the yeah, cars. And he had the Godsmack cassette that I made him with oh. their first two albums on it. Uh, a homemade with, Godsmack tape. Well, he took me to the uh, Godsmack concert, and he had such a good time. He said, "Could you make me uh, make me a mixtape of these guys?" Aww. And I said, "Sure, sure, Pop." That's so cute. <laughs> Very cute. That's so cute. Um, well, I got. I famously purchased. I've said this on the on the show before, but I mm-hmm. I got In the last episode, uh, I believe. 
no, did I, that I got the, no, not really, but like six episodes ago that I got my dad a tape of, uh, of $3 bill y'all by, oh, by Limp Bizkit. Yeah. Sorry. Whoa. I thought you were going to talk about the Godsmack, uh, sign, the signed picture of Sully Erna that you traded. For, no, uh, no, that is another ongoing anecdote. That is a, that is an anecdote that doesn't, uh, that doesn't quit, but no, I purchased a uh, $3 bill y'all by Limp Bizkit and, uh, Kid Rock's, uh, fucking, you know, the ba with a ba American badass what is the fucking called yes. who cares i think american and, american and badass, knowing your dad yeah. i'm sure he said to you a child what the fuck yeah. am i gonna do with these exactly that's exactly <laughs> what happened he did he did some version of that it was yes i i didn't know i was like my dad likes rock and roll <laughs> it was like 11 listen it, right. it doesn't matter we're going off the rails already folks it's the, the season rails. finale it's the return of the beloved thunderdome Joining us is a, a bit of a change of plans from what we've been promoting the last couple episodes. There are some Fuck scheduling them. issues. They're dead to us. Dead to us. Mike Shu, <laughs> Luke, dead to us. Conan, dead to us. Remember what <laughs> new metal, new metal, uh, fucking Luke and 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 ska Mike. No more. Mm-mm. No more. No, they've no. lost their honorifics. They've lost their titles. <laughs> Uh, and uh, and we're at war with Long May You Young now. This is yeah, a, we, it is a battle. We will be we're throwing gonna... sub subliminal shots at them <laughs> until uh, until one they of us dies. Righted this wrong or or that. There's no redemption. I take it all back. <laughs> There's no option for redemption. So we fuck them because who needs them? Because we've got coming back from an all time classic Make a Stop episode. The doors, the post um, Jim Morrison doors. Ethan Marsh is joining us in the Thunderdome. Hey! (laughs) Pleasure to be here, guys. And after all those Jim Morrison, post-Jim Morrison albums, I think this will be just another test of musical wills. (laughs) And I'm glad to be just getting in between you guys, making sure the hits are clean. (laughs) <laughs> no below the wallet chain stuff i heard yes, you say none of that and don't no pull those. <laughs> that's a weakness that's a mall weakness <laughs> what, did, what did you say no trombone stuff <laughs> no trombone stuff Not they know what it is those star guys they know <laughs> what do they got in those suits you gotta pat them down you gotta pat them down definitely um, what's, what's fred hiding under that baseball that yankees cap the red yankees fitted <laughs> He's got a, a, I don't know, but he's, he's gonna, gonna. He does a, have a chainsaw. Exactly. What? A very creative mind. That's what's underneath. <laughs> that. That's right. That's right. The greatest uh, lyrical genius stop. of our generation. Yeah. <laughs> Skinny got... ass raw. Skinny yeah. ass raw. Yeah. Anyway, like what does a chainsaw do? <laughs> it's, I mean, it's like a Christmas ham. You just spiralize. <laughs> I feel like it would be hard to skin someone with a chainsaw. Like, actually, that takes some skill. You gotta be accurate. You gotta be like a chainsaw ice sculpturist to even be able to attempt that. Uh, Sculpturist, sculptor. Um, (laughs) We've been talking about. Off to a great start. (laughs) Off to a great start. Look, I've had too much limp biscuit today. My vocabulary is uh, (laughs) lacking. Um, We've been talking about this all season. Uh, It's it's all been leading up to this ska versus new metal. Uh, it's, uh, it's going to be the Thunderdome. Uh, Ethan was asking earlier how we're going to decide the winner of this. And we the like ans- to have our guests come in fully blind. We just <laughs> yes, want them to just like have to no idea. Any sort of heads up of happen. how to prepare. We throw the two <laughs> albums at you and, and we say, do whatever you want with these. 
And then and then and then you come in and we explain the very uh, strict Intricate and unflinching and rules, <laughs> rules. Uh, yeah. which are that yeah. uh, we've chosen uh, all thirteen uh, actual song tracks from the Limp Biscuit record, and then thirteen mm. of the fourteen tracks from the Less Than Jake album, and we're gonna go track by track, track one versus track one, track two versus track two, uh, and we are going to each give a point at the end of each round. Uh, at the end of each like group of tracks to whichever one we thought was better. Pair, pair. The word you're looking pair. for is pair. No, no. It's two tracks. It's a group of tracks. <laughs> I'm bringing stupid back. <laughs> Save it for the podcast, man. <laughs> uh, oh dear. And then uh, at the end, whoever has the most points, um, that genre will officially be the better, the better genre. The better Ooh. bad genre. So, wow. okay, yeah. So the, the stakes are fucking high, Ethan, and we and we picked you because you are uh, ostensibly, unless unless you're a hidden uh, mole for me, and I've been I'll, <laughs> you've I'll been be lying this whole time. No, I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. You I better not be, Ethan. We've already <laughs> made two enemies going into this episode. <laughs> we can't. You no, are I... a fan of both genres, ska and new metal. And and j- just, you know, I, this doesn't need to be said to our stoppies, but the reason why we pick these two genres is because both, first of all, both of us unironically love these genres. We're specifically also, I need to make sure that we note, we are talking about third wave ska, also often termed ska punk uh, today because Mike Dunn wouldn't let me talk about earlier ska because it's too good. And he also wouldn't let me choose the ska punk albums that I liked the most because those are too good too. Which ones? Operation Ivy Energy or Suicide Machines fucking destruction by definition. Well, yeah. I mean, because I like like those (laughs) records. Exactly. Look, there have been three good ska punk albums and I'll say them right now. You just said two of them and the third one is Choking Victim. Choking Victim, No Gods, No 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 Managers. Save Ferris. Save Ferris. See, I would have been ready to... to, (laughs) Let Ferris drown. (laughs) I will not. (laughs) I'll do nothing of the sort. So we chose these because ska punk and new metal are both genres that are very, you know, maligned and mocked. They are the butt of of many jokes. Um, And so this is kind of also a redemption tour for the genres themselves. So like, yes, I'm still going to be fighting to the death because I want to win um, and I'm competitive and I have been reading books to prepare for this. (laughs) Um, Just one book specifically in defense of ska by Aaron Carnes. You should check it out. It's a good book. Um, But, uh, but these, you know, it is kind of also an opportunity to exhume these genres and like think critically about why the fuck are they so embarrassing? Do they deserve to be mocked to the level that they are in term in regards to Scott? I would say no, but Ethan, you're here because you are a fan of both genres. Is that correct? So tell me about your, your ska and new metal journeys. Definitely. I grew up like just in the epicenter of when you're trying to uh, of cool music at that time was Cafe Eclipse and Concord, New Hampshire, which is where <laughs> both so many really bad new metal bands and so many bad ska punk bands. Yep. That's where you cut your teeth. And there's some <laughs> weird Jesus shaped dude looking dude that um, ran Drifters in Nashua, which was another club. And most famously, banned Tree for swearing on stage. So <laughs> I've been around that. Been at the roots. Uh, so, I mean, I was obsessed with like uh, third wave ska, going to so many shows at the Elvis room and stuff like that, but also going to local 
local ba- local bazooka. bazooka. I don't know if you guys ever remembered yep. that. Oh, that yes. was amazing. So I remember seeing like head PE and stuff mm-hmm. like that, or all these just really bad, like early disturbed and and them like handing out demos or like selling you and like they were just bothered. Shirts. Are you a true yeah, enough yeah. head to know what the PE stands for in head PE? Uh, penis envy, I think. <laughs> <laughs> I do not know, actually. Sorry. <laughs> head, head, planet Earth. Whoa! Wow. That's where their that's where their band is. Did you notice? <laughs> <laughs> that's where they're based. That's where they came up. Oh man, no, they're pretty amazing, pretty epic. Uh, you know, heaviness, and I, I felt like everyone I know had that saliva album. Like click, click, boom! <laughs> so, coming down to the stereo. That was like <laughs> also a very big, like Limp Biscuit level, like you know, that was like a Beatles level moment of new metal, mm-hmm. where every idiot had to have that album. It's very trashy, New Hampshire kind of. I was gonna say, I... heads, juggalo yeah. fans, they were yeah. also really into that. Well, they also did the Batista theme song, which I've always been a huge fan of. <laughs> <laughs> Which I think I've sat, sung loudly on this show like three times. You already, have, so I won't do you it have. again. We won't. We won't. But it's the one where That's they walk for miles inside a pit of danger. Soundtrack. <laughs> I'll walk for miles. Okay, I, I, I don't want to. But I also it. loved uh, Third Wave Scala. I, I probably when I was a kid, I saw like Big D in the kids' table probably like forty or fifty times. Like I was at so many shows. Like they were playing like every weekend, and it's just so many amazing bands. Spring Hill Jack and so many other like going to all these stupid ska fests and stuff. So oh. it felt like that. And like there's literally friends of mine from college. They're like, oh, I recognize that like checkerboard jacket you had like before I knew you. I remember that jacket. So it's like, I don't know. And dragging my dad to like lots of really like long all day sh- shows like that. So he had to read the Sears catalog and the, or the Civil exactly. War book, <laughs> book in the, uh, in the parking lot. Yeah. That's a true, that's, that's love. Father's day is next really weekend, is. Ethan. It's time to, Definitely. it's time to pay it back. But, I've um, got like a stack of Sears catalogs. I'm sending him this week. So it, uh, that's you can, yeah, straight that, out of the dad tent. They've straight out of vintage that. Exactly. ones from the 97 I have discount, you know. <laughs> yeah, there's so many Sears these days. For <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. Um, <laughs> he just likes the quaintness. <laughs> yeah. Um, so, okay. So, do you feel that with your like trajectory of like, you know, div- like b- growing up? Because, the you, you know, this is con- this is teenage music. Right. It's definitely oh, yes. teenage music. Yes. It's music you listen to when you're a teenager. And then did you feel like you grew out of these genres? How do you feel about them now? Uh, I, I, I'd say uh, rap metal grew out instantaneously, pretty mm-hmm. much like as quick as I could, like sh- like a <laughs> shell, like that out of that. <laughs> and now I listen to a lot of like old Jamaican music. So I like like older I wouldn't say older ska, but like really old, like 60s reggae and stuff like that. And like, it's just fun and just classic, you know, kind of and some dance holly stuff. But when I, I think I'm like less embarrassed when Rancid comes up or when well, you're talking about Suicide Machines, Falling Sickness, who I loved a lot. They were like one of my favorite. They're so fucking loud and fast. And they're one of my but there's a few of those albums will come up on my massive, like old ass iPod and I'll be like, oh. This is like this is tolerable. I'm not going to immediately go through this. So you're but not that, keeping yeah. break stuff in the rotation. 
Not as much. I, I think I, I went through that. I realized like there's a years where I just I went I just started listening to go from like listening to like heavy like power violence music to now I just listen to like soft like feminine voices and shit. <laughs> like, like that just happened over a few years, and so all that stuff went out there. But you know, maybe there is a day where I do need break stuff where I just need to turn off that if the it's front part of, of my just break. one of those. <laughs> Yeah. It could, man, that is relatable now. I do have some of those days. <laughs> <laughs> I know, like it's it's coming back around. That's the circle of life. And I will say, even as like the in-house new metal defender, uh, yeah, I had the same experience, Ethan. It was something that I I circled back around to later in life, to sort of like you know just check. I stopped listening to new metal by like tenth grade, maybe midway through ninth yeah. grade. Uh, and got really into punk, but then I would say, I don't know, my mid twenties, I just started, you know, I was, I got my Spotify account. What if I listen to Slipknot self-titled right now? Does that shit still slay? You know, what if I threw on $3 bill? Y'all? Does that, does that still go? And to my surprise, it does it, for me, at least it still does it for me. I think the world collectively pulled such an insane backlash on that genre because it came out of nowhere and really like no one planned for new metal to be the only thing you heard on rock radio through all of the late 90s into like 2001 uh but it happened and then i think it got oversaturated and people and it, it is you know lyrically not you know the strongest genre uh and you know i think in general people in the rock world love to shit on rap uh, throughout the years, throughout all the different eras, uh, and uh, that all collectively led to everyone being like, "Okay, no, this is like canonically bad. None of us like it anymore. <laughs> We're gonna leave this behind where it belongs in the Attitude Era." But I came back around to it, and I think there is legitimate artistic merit to a lot of new metal albums, and especially to this album, Significant Other. Wow, mm. what a thesis! Mm. There were also the crowd rapes, so I think <laughs> it's not like Fred Durst was out no, there committing I, no, them. No, 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 no. Right, everybody. He <laughs> is the worst people. crowd banter. <laughs> he is calling. You know, he's slurring left and right. He's he's whipping up a frenzy at several events at several shows, including the infamous Woodstock '99. I I think you can't blame Kit, uh, fucking Fred Durst for that. Absolutely not but i do think it was also a um you know there it, it was a reflection of a how fucking enormously popular it was but also b how it became you know this unbelievable pressure cooker of like the festering fury of like white cis toxic men or young men across america and there's something relatable in that there's something like there is something extremely a lot of things that are cathartic especially you know a song like break stuff you're not going to hear me argue against it even though it is you know that distillation of like a extremely toxic male energy but you know that's the thing is that you know, I I will defend ska and particularly third wave ska always for for a few reasons. I could go into like the history of the music and the, you know, whatever. And it's, you know, it's foundation as like a, you know, an anti-racist, like, uh, you know, working class, like melding of genres, um, like, you know, Jamaican reggae and like working class, like British punk and like all that. But third wave ska is music that in particular was anthemic for my teenage angst and my teenage rebellion, which was like the world is fucked up and and 
actually like one of my favorite ska punk songs ever is um not a lesson jake's i mean we i there are some faves on here but um arrogant sons of bitches which was uh jeff rosenstock's band uh ska band where he says you know everything is always falling apart but i can't and it's this huge fucking like anthemic like sing along and everybody so it's like a there's the thematic the thematic pieces of like just this frustration and anger and alienation but it's like channeled into something positive and communal and i could go to a ska show and fucking have the best night of my life as like a young woman a young like a girl like going to shows i could get the experience of punk but in a space where i was everyone was truly welcome and accepted and I wasn't going to get fucking assaulted and I wasn't going to get, you know, shit on or beat up or, or mocked, you know, at a ska show in a circle pit. Like it can get fun as it can get wild. Like people are going nuts and, and it's a frenzy and it's chaos. But if you fall down, everyone stops to pick you up. And that was kind yeah. of this like transformative ex feeling for me. Um, so it's not just about the music. It's about, it's about the scene and the experience of being at a show and being, a, you know, a weird kid from your hometown that's sick of, you know, the bullshit and sick of who you're surrounded by and, and needing some sort of escape. And like, not only is the music about that, but it also is that escape is going to that show and experiencing that feeling. So, Ooh, well, look, I, Ooh. I feel that hard. <laughs> What I, uplifting stuff do you have in new metal? All right. Well, I would I would say that I was able to get that same uplifting experience at punk shows growing up. Uh, people were picking each other up. It was inclusive uh, for the most part. You know, I would say the hardcore scene, not so much. But the shows I was going to, pretty much the same vibe, but without the saccharine, uh, herky-jerky, major key... <laughs> with fucking horns i just never i never vibed with that um you know with the, with a few exceptions there are a few exceptions really the horns i never vibed with all this all the scott punk albums i like don't have horns i can totally see how this could be split on gender lines because i do feel like you're probably right that new metal shows in many no. ways maybe weren't fun uh as fun no. for women as they were for men but i do balk at your assertion uh, that, uh, look, new metal, uh, male, yes, cis, yes, rage, yes, but Dumb. I balk at yes. your assertion that it is for uh, uh, for white men only because if you look, if you really look at these bands, you look at a band's Seven Dust, Linkin Park, Deftones, POD, like all kind, there was all kinds of POC representation in these bands more so than really probably any metal genre. Uh, you know, in American history. Yeah, because there was the rap the in the like there's some of the rap crossover. Yeah. And I don't I didn't even say that. I, I I was just saying there was a specific kind of white cis male rage that was represented by Fred Durst, but that didn't I didn't say that it's not for people of color. It's no. definitely not I think there's uh, plenty of a place where women plenty of rage safe. going on, you know, or gay people boundaries that or trans people too. Because he definitely has plenty of, uh, you know, slurs to throw and, uh, you know, transphobic lines as well. So wait, where on significant other? Yes. What's what are you talking yes. about? Several. Yeah. What are you talking about? Oops. <laughs> You're gonna um, have to used... show me the receipts on that. I, I, I will. Okay. I have them. There. <laughs> yeah. I mean, 
one of them is maybe up to interpretation. The other one is a straight up like dropping dropping the D word. You know what I mean? Like straight up. Oh, but that's not. Come and on. he called people the- fags on stage and he would sit and fucking. Yes, he did. Well, he wasn't did. this wasn't the third wave ska scene so fucking uh, homophobic that like leftover crack what? had to write gay rude boys unite? No, really? Because I'm pretty sure that's what that song is about. Of There's like, nothing homophobic in any of these songs. There's nothing homophobic in any no, of them. No, maybe not this album, but it was definitely a problem with. in the scene. No way. Absolutely then not. Then why did the Leftover Crack write that song saying like... One one band wrote a song about... You think they were making it up? Supporting. Uh, no, it's about supporting people in the pit. It's about supporting your gay brothers and sisters. Like that, it doesn't mean that it's, it, it's like saying that ska is in and of itself is homophobic. I can't think of any music or any bands or artists or albums that have ever been explicitly homophobic in ska. Suicide Machines, Van Song. It would be a really catchy album, though. <laughs> what? Which one? Just have, if they had homophobic ska, it would be so like... <laughs> How could, I don't know if you could be that homophobic. With the, I don't think it would have the same punch. <laughs> And and maybe you could critique it on that front that 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 was something that got lobbied against it was that it had lost some of the explicit, you know, like political roots. But they did, you know, Lesson Jake was touring on the Ska Against Racism tour with, you know, uh, Asian Man Records. And anyway, whatever. I don't want to get I think it, it was the, in the late weird, 90s. Perhaps it was not a uh, an inclusive you know vibe were. overall in no, America. But, I'm saying that explicitly ska shows were they were like supportive spaces where you let anybody truly could go. I, I, I disagree. I think that like new metal is pretty explicitly straight and aggressive and homophobic and male. <laughs> it is. It is. Well, I don't know. What about Kitty? Ethan. What about Kitty? How about yeah. that? Band, Kitty? Well, another thing that you guys are overlooking How about Jack off Jill. That- so many of these ska bands, they had like eight horn guys. Mm-hmm. So, yep. and the stages are so small. How can you be that homophobic if you're that close to another <laughs> trumpet guy, like all day? And you're in the green yeah. room that's made for a four person band. It's like 12 of you. Well, and this I think is- you get over that I'm- really quick. Yes, here this it is. is. All right. I was too. looking for the Suicide Machine song where they dropped the F slur, and it is the van yes. song where they say okay. you're looking just like a club. That came out in nine. 19- 1995 that is a different okay during the I, I peak of third wave Scott. no the peak of third whatever it doesn't matter it doesn't matter this during is before the, that's the year that um tragic anything. kingdom came out i believe right and the 90s no that was 96 okay. and 97 well, it doesn't before, matter just the, so they the, said okay so what they didn't do was get up on stage and say come on you fucking faggot you don't come know on, that they fucking... didn't do that yes they did <laughs> know dude you don't okay. I went to shows I of know, so many okay, different genres son, in the in the I early two thousands where people were saying what those. What I do slurs. know is that less than Jake. I mean, is that fucking Limp Biscuit did <laughs> very much so, and it is very documented. And less than Jake did not. All right. So that is what we are talking I mean, about. But today. I mean, that can happen across all genres. I went to a Philip Glass concert, and he was <laughs> dropping that every other word. Yeah. You know, but, it's like, yo, check out this piece. <laughs> 
F bomb. <laughs> Separate from that, and I'm not saying it was an idyllic paradise in which they, you know, people weren't ever homophobic at a ska show, but it was a much more inclusive vibe because again, I think part of it was that these were kind of the geeks. They were like the band kids, you know what I mean? And and there was another piece of it where it was like outcasts and, and weirdos um, that were kind of the target of the bullies, whereas like Limp Bizkit were the bullies, right? Like even if they weren't directly, they represented big bully energy. Again, that like chaotic, perpetual aggression uh, towards like anyone or anything in your way. Mm, Whereas you I know, don't Scott know. Kids was the yeah, dude. Scott Not Kids all, were the underdog. Right. I don't think. All right, first of all, Fred Durst, a small man. Not sure that I'm. I bet he was getting bullied. West Borland was definitely getting bullied. He's a freak. Mm-hmm. John Otto, look at him, and also he's just like he was in Drumline and fucking uh, like marching band, and he was like a, a classically trained jazz drummer. He was definitely getting bullied. He was, you know, okay. Uh, so, so maybe maybe DJ Lethal, maybe he was beating people up in <laughs> in the USSR in the eighties. Uh, maybe mm-hmm. Sam Rivers. I don't know. That guy's got a freaky presence. But so I don't... they channeled their bullying into being bullies, and ska bands channeled it into uplifting one another. That's all. Well, I think sure. The, the, the That's the exactly what biscuit, it sounds like, Mike. The Dunn. Limp biscuit bully is like my favorite type of bully, where it's like, <laughs> "Yo, screw you, screw everybody. Why is everyone so mean? You, <laughs> you know, it's kind of like screw everybody. You all suck. Like I want to smash your face." How come everyone doesn't get me? <laughs> Why is my girlfriend breaking up with me? <laughs> yeah, exactly. He has a lot of issues with women on this album. Well, it's called yes! Significant well, Other. I'm, these, I'm, it's basically a lot of these titles are very, I mean, relatable for I'm broke. You know, yeah, they no have different sex. takes on <laughs> breakups. These I'll are very these relatable bands. for a lot of dudes at that period time period. <laughs> Well, this was actually him trying to be less misogynistic, doing the work, taking the feedback <laughs> from the first time. I'm serious. There's this is documented. He had, he had read Betty Friedan that summer. <laughs> yeah, it's like that's it, guys. Feminine mystique. He's like, Let's I gotta go. do stuff differently. A lot of stuff differently. <laughs> I'm gonna what wear gonna... a pink Yankees cap <laughs> for breast awareness. I am aware of breasts. I want everyone to be aware of them. They do this exist. is a whip them out cap. This cap means whip them out. <laughs> I can't be mistaken, but I don't. Oh, I man. think he does not use the bee slur once on this album. Oh, wow. cannot be said for a $3 billion. You know what band also doesn't use any slurs at all is, uh, is Less Than Jake. So, you know, less love than it. Jake, love look, it here's them. what I'm going to say. I less than Jake, The Less Than Jake album I never heard before. I had heard that one song, All My Friends Are Metalheads, because it was uh, in Tony, Tony Hawk. Hawk. And that song's a bop. Hell yeah. Uh, yeah. Overall, I don't think this is a bad album. I don't think either of these are bad albums. I just think Less Than Jake and Ska Punk in general is just a little bit samey. The Less Than Jake album, I didn't really have a problem with it, but I did just feel, I felt like there was a lot more variety uh, and texture to the Limp Biscuit album. Oh, there are textures. It's that we get the whiny <laughs> and then we get the blah, blah, blah wall of riffs. And then we get the what but do but do but But oh, but now it's herky turkey, herky turkey, herky turkey. Come on, get the fuck out of here. They're both, yes, I agree. It is samey, but I love that one song and I will fucking sing it till forever. And it it'll has get been stuck, stuck in my your head, head as I'm not gonna mm-hmm. lie. 
But one thing I was thinking about is like if I was a record producer in the studio with less than Jake, I'd be like, all right, guys, we can only have one song about leaving our hometown. (laughs) (laughs) What else are we going to write about? Oh, the guy that came back. How about a song about like wanting to leave your hometown? (laughs) What about a song about just feeling like you're in a rut and like everyone, it's just like, or maybe a song about like not I'm being on my sure way to leaving to my hometown. I'm in the vicinity of a new town, but I'm thinking about. How about like four songs about in running into a girl town. you went to high school with and her saying something mean to yeah. you? How about we do that <laughs> four or five times? Oh my god! Challenge yourself, boys. Think about other life experiences, other towns. They don't. They, they don't have them. Hey, they do drive across state lines at one point. Yeah, no, that was the peak of the album, right? <laughs> Is every good fucking pop punk song that ever was written about basically that? Like, yeah, pretty much. So it's like country level cliche. Yeah. But another thing I was thinking about when I was listening to both of these back and forth, like, if you had to <laughs> hang out with like a 17 year old of either one of these genres today and like do a project together, like, which one? Like, which one would be the worst fucking dude? <laughs> and I definitely know it's a pretty easy. Yeah, it's a pretty. I know I would not want to do a project with uh with my boy Freddie. <laughs> I think. Yeah, but it's just like or just like a whiny kid. It's like eh, nobody gets me. <laughs> like at least he can be like, "Here's a mop, dude. Get going." You know. <laughs> the break stuff kid is gonna be like, "Hey, how much money you got in your wallet, jerk?" <laughs> <laughs> Oh dear. So both these albums, I, I feel like we've we've had our impassioned pleas. We've we've each shared our theses uh about about new metal and ska and you know third wave ska. These albums, they both came out in the same year, is that right? 1999? Uh Lesson Jake was 98, Limp Biscuit was 99. Okay. But they so both pretty- played they're both from Florida. They both played yep. the 1997 warp tour together. Uh yep. so there's some connections here for sure. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. And they're both from kind of skeezy parts of Florida. I found out that Roger, who I always thought was a white dread guy, is Brazilian. Oh, that's so right. I was going to say that, dreads. too. Yeah. There's a guy with dreads in uh, in Less Than Jake, which is a big white guys with dreads cool, is a big new metal thing. But he is a he is a Brazil. He is Brazilian. OK, so he was born in Brazil. He was born in Brazil. So yes. I guess that's OK. I, but it's I'll, also I'll a white guys getting into reggae thing. Oh, for sure. I, mean, I just I heard I got legend last year. You know? <laughs> I smoked weed last week. Legend. Yeah, wow. Right. It's so incredible how many bangers there are on, on one album. How did how did he do it? <laughs> it's perfect. How did how did Bob Marley? How did Bob Marley come out with so many great songs on the one album he ever released? Legend. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> it's weird how none of the political ones made it on there. That's so odd. Yeah, it's so strange. Um, the everyone's having a good time songs all made it. <laughs> We're yeah, good. Exactly. Everything's nothing bad going on This is on my here. revolution. I'm jamming. <laughs> I hope you like jamming too. Um, <laughs> So both of these albums also were kind of the second, they were the second album that kind of, uh, in Limp Bizkit's case, really catapulted them into the the, the mainstream in a huge, ginormous way. Certainly oh, more yeah. so than Less Than Jake. They sold a million um, records less, in two weeks. 
Yeah, it was insane. I mean, it was insane. I remember, you know, I, I was there and and watching it on TRL with the, the fucking showdowns between the Backstreet Boys and, and Limp Biscuit for what was going to be number one. Meanwhile, you know, Third Wave Ska was was chugging along for sure. This was Less Than Jake's second uh, album on Capitol Records. Um, they had come out with Losing Streak, which is also a really good album, um, oh, hell yeah. but a little bit less polished. But yeah, so so some things in common, a lot of things different. Uh, we had to take off one of the songs just to make them match up because I and uh, appreciate that, Mike Dunn, the, the grace, the grace in that uh, allowance. Um, is there anything else we want to say? Uh, did we did either of us see? Oh, I've definitely seen less than Jake. Did you ever see Limp Bizkit, Mike? Dunn? No, it's my white whale. I got to see Limp Bizkit yeah. one of these days. I'm praying someday down the line that Wes Borland will rejoin the band because I really think after he left, it was all downhill. And he's just such like he used to paint, do crazy body paint and like do like big contacts. And he had really crazy outfits that he like designed himself. And just his style of playing guitar was really cool. Um, he was just an artistic guy. He nice. did the he he did the album cover. He did all their like album art. If I do see Limp Bizkit, I would hope that it would be with him. But either I probably I will see them either way. I keep hoping they're gonna book him at Riot Fest. I don't know what the, why know. they're sleeping on him. I don't know. I don't get it. I'm I'm also you know I've looked up Limp Bizkit tour dates. I would fucking go too because this is a it's it is a great album. It's a stupid fun loud album and and they both definitely speak to a, a certain a certain breed of of angst and frustration um and express it very differently and um you know if nothing else regardless of who wins uh today if we can redeem the genres in 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 some small way then we've done our part then we've done our our, our part here yeah um let's keep it we're trying to keep it silver for now because i think for as, as nice as we're being now, Heather and I both have way too much invested in the outcome of this. <laughs> I think for some reason, I I know I know that if if Lesson Jake loses, Heather is going to be really mad, and I'm pretty sure if Limp Bizkit no. loses, I'm going to be really mad. So I I I've come I've come to peace with it. I <laughs> I've come to peace with it. Ethan is will just be really mad at Ethan because yes. Ethan's the tiebreaker. <laughs> exactly. You guys have both tried to pay me off. <laughs> And it's not going to work. I love the music. I love both these weird genres too much. All right. So shall we get into it? Let's get the fuck into it. Let's get the fuck up. (laughs) Yeah. All right. Break that beat. Back. Oh, man, I can't wait to hear it. All right, let's do it. (laughs) We're doing it. Okay, so here we go. We're going to go head to head. The first two tracks here. Again, real, real LTJ heads. It will be a little bit off because we took out um, Richard Cheese, whatever. That, the one that, with that cheese song. with the Z in the cheese title, in it. which I, yeah, well, I was doing yeah. you a favor with that because I was ready to fucking that song is bad. <laughs> OK, well, thank you for that favor. Um, this song fucking rips. This is last one out of Liberty City, followed by Just Like This. Oh, by Lesson Jake and Limp Bizkit, respectively. Here we go. Back and we 
All right. All right. All right. All right. Is Limp Biscuit angry 311? <laughs> Let's discuss. <laughs> 311 on a bad day. <laughs> when they ran out of the good stuff. Oh, oh man. You pull out the big Uh-oh. guns early because I, I don't have a response to that. I think I don't think in general they are, but on this one, I think a, a case could be made. This is a little three eleven e, very three eleven e. It could easily creatures for a while. Wow, 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 wow. Yankees w- red cap is the color of my energy <laughs> right now. It's true. I just think last last one out of Liberty City. It's a great it's a great opener to an album. It's it starts right off fucking very fast, very very direct. Uh, burn it to the ground, right? Um, you 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 get the energy right right off the bat, and it's just it's it just rips. It just rips. You have that sick baseline, boom 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 boom. So they both have great bass. Um, you're gonna hear more like complex instrumentation on Limp Biscuit for sure. They're not complex. There's nothing complex about uh, Third Wave Scott. It is punk with horns. In my mind. Less than Jake, their vocals, their harmonies are so tight. They're so good. I feel that the horns provide like a third part to the harmony. Like it's like it's another just like layer of like lushness onto that vocal. It's fun. It's sing sing alongable. It's it's danceable, and it just gives you exactly what it says it's going to give you. Sure, I appreciate that they came out the gate playing really fast and frantic. I think for sure this is the first taste you get of what I find to be the cloying sort of lyrical content of this album of just harping so much on this point of like, uh, when I stop to think about where I'll be 10 years from now, I wonder if the me of now would call myself washed up or watered down. Media knows. I I wonder if the media knows I call myself washed up, not watered down. So that's like a call out to all the people who like oh. said he like they sold out as a band. See, and that's on all. Genius it said, I wonder if the me of now would say that. Like no. if he's, he's, it's well, and then also like the, the other day this girl came up to me and asked if she used to go to school with me and I kind of laughed and she said was not the guy her friends always called a waste of time there just seems to be a lot of like teenage ruminations on this album and just in the genre in general and it's oh yeah i've always been a little bit put off by that of how obsessed with their teenage years you're just i want to mess stuff up you're just like let's tear the crap down and i think also for sure (laughs) but i but when i think about why i'm want to punch people in my small town you know what i mean <laughs> not just uh, it's thinking about why you want to punch them and why they suck not just punching them right <laughs> yeah exactly all right fucking maybe yeah less than jake's in high school but like fred durst is like straight seventh grade energy <laughs> like this is this is pick last in gym class and then he's gonna go fucking like bring a knife to school energy you know what i mean um, like this is what a yeah. what a seventh grader say it ain't fake when the girls get naked Yes, yes. Oh, a seventh oh yeah, grader bad. would say that. <laughs> um, but look, I'm gonna give. Here's a big thing with the limp with this whole battle is that you you got to give significant other the edge in production value because the horns sound like shit on the song. I feel like they're like so so like buried in the mix behind. Every, I don't know. I I just I think the production is. So you want more horns now, Mike Dunn? I want you can't, you can't have it all the horns. Way. I want. I think the horns are they're crisp. <laughs> I don't know how much crisper you can get. You don't even want crisper horns. You I'll like tell you how crisper you can get. Crisp. You can get as crisp as the fucking 
John Otto drum sound on this fucking significant yes. other album. It is clean as hell. Great drums. Uh, Terry Date, the producer on this. And actually, Terry Date has uh, produced for Fishbone. So a little uh, genre crossover here. And actually, I mm-hmm. believe that a producer of the uh, Less Than Jake album has done a lot of work with Three Days Grace. So really, are they new metal? I heard I feel that. Like Apparently. Are they new metal? Yeah, well, they're butt rock. They're butt rock. Yeah. But that's, you know, it's a it's a fine line. It's a fine crack. Um, <laughs> but, uh, I think, uh, fucking lesson Jake apparently was on the project revolution tour with limp biscuit and fucking Snoop Dogg and shit. So it was a weird time. It was a yeah. weird time. It wasn't so oil and water. There was a festival in 2004 where less than Jake replaced limp biscuit, limp biscuit, uh, That's crazy. dropped out because they were going to give. Is it like Alyssa Edwards, Coco Montrese, like fucking rivalry still? Do they hate each other now? No. Like well, a, what no? happened was that Limp Bizkit was booked on the main stage, but they were going to give them the opening slot on the main stage. And they were like, nah, nah, we're we're above that. And less than Jake was like, we'll take it. We're, yo, that's it. <laughs> Just know My kids your worth. Need teeth. <laughs> <laughs> We'll we'll open. I don't care. <laughs> In the battle of who got sadder as they got older, I think it's a fucking tie. Yeah, no, <laughs> I think it's a definitive lip biscuit, dude. Come on, I don't know. Come uh, on, Lesson Jake is movies. You know, Lesson Jake is still fucking doing huge fun shows all the time. They're having a blast. They're fucking, pay- you know, they're paying for their kids' teeth. And what is what is what is Limp Bizkit doing these days, dude? In fact, I remember one of one of the weird, weirdest nights of my life, but also one of the funnest shows ever was when Les and Jake played at UMass Amherst, and we went to it and we had a blast. And I lost my shoes. I had so much fun. That was half and a then- lifetime ago for us, Heather. <laughs> <laughs> it was great. They are at Bryant Fest. They're always playing. They tour all the time. Fine. Yeah. <laughs> I guess Limp Biscuit is sadder as forty-five-year-olds. They are. They. I mean, but it's close. I think it's close. <laughs> it's close. It's close. Who wants to be know, on Fat dude. Records in their forties? Come on. <laughs> if it means that you get to pay your bills and still play music you love to crowds that fucking love you, like that's the whole thing. And I, you know, I bet Limp Bizkit would sell out too, but they're not. They're not playing shows like that. They're, I don't know what the fuck they're doing. They're playing. I shows. imagine the fucking Fred Durst's like. uh Ego got pretty unbearable to deal with. I think you know, he's, ch- he's chilled out. That band. I think his ego was probably most unbearable at their peak. Uh, yeah. I think he's chilled out quite a bit. He did make a a, a huge flop of a film uh, a few years ago that Ethan was going to talk about. <laughs> Oh, wait, what is this? Oh, yeah, is this the directing of like a, a kid's football movie out of nowhere? <laughs> wait, what? He directed like a kid's football movie out of nowhere. Like he hadn't been doing anything for like three years and then like fought for this. Like me and Ice Cube are making this kid's football movie. Yeah, I think. Did you watch it? Nobody watched it, right? I have a Blu-ray. It's really good. (laughs) (laughs) Behind Blu-ray. More like (laughs) Poo-ray. Sorry. He's directed 38 things. What? He's directed a bunch of music videos. So yeah, he directed all the Limp he directed a bunch of the Limp Biscuit music videos. He directed some um some corn music videos too and some and a bunch of stained videos. He was a he was a music video director. He directed the film The Long Shots in 2008 starring Ice Cube. 
Uh, that's what I'm talking about. That, and that's Ki- the one that we're talking about. That's the one you're talking about? But that's, that's the There's one that's about a, a child's football team? Yes. <laughs> like, okay. And I don't think they're going to win. You know, they are long friggin' shots. And I guess that's the story. <laughs> and then they lose. It's actually, it's a movie about, ja- it's the true story of Jasmine Plummer, who at the age of 11 became the first female to play in Pop Warner football tournament in its 56-year history. Oh, so what are you talking about? Male aggression. He's a toning. He made a movie about a, a cool 11 <laughs> year old girl. Uh, but no, I'm many... talking about the movie The Fanatic that came out in 2019 that I'm pretty sure uh, like on opening weekend like made like $3,000. He directed that? Yes. Oh my God, with the John Travolta? Yes. Holy crap. That's incredible. Mm-hmm. He wrote <laughs> the screenplay too. That's wild. Man. That's a meeting of the minds. <laughs> Just delusions. <laughs> sweet, sweet delusions of relevancy. Yeah. Two of the two of the greatest bald men to ever do it. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> but yeah, I mean, what is the guy from Less Than Jake directing? Right? <laughs> you know? A bowling for soup music video. Am I right? <laughs> if you're lucky. I think Get both of, yeah, I think a bunch of them are in like other ska offshoots. I mean, Again, they're just the picket uppers, the bounties, the bounties, (laughs) quicker picker uppers. Yeah, yeah. And uh, so I I guess I haven't put much effort into defending this Limp Biscuit song, but I do think Just Like This is a good song. Uh, I think it's got real crisp production. It's not like one of the most standout tracks on the album, but I I think I I think I give it the edge a little bit here uh, myself. You know, maybe uh, I don't know how to pitch it, though. I, I think there's other songs that I could really pitch. I have a lot to say about this one. If you don't like it, if it's not for you, what what can I do? Um, it's not a good opener for this album. It, it doesn't have the energy that you want from a Limp Bizkit track. You know, it it you get the wall of riffs, but a lot of it is this goofy ass rhyming about when the girls get naked and that we don't fake it. And blah, blah, blah. I do think it is very brave that he does reference his ED when he says, uh, I don't even know ya, but came to show ya that Biscuits limp when the night is over. <laughs> it's like, well, because he's been fucking, uh, oh. because it's been hard for when the night, since the night began. What you were about to say is because he's been fucking mad chicks all day, baby, but it's not misogynist tang. at all, and it's for everyone. No, I actually <laughs> do know, uh, it's canonically, he does have a small dick, because he was in a little porno movie um, oh. in, like, 97. Uh, <laughs> really? So it's known. It is known. Oh, that, you but, know. But, you know, shout out, shout out to the small dicket out there there's nothing wrong with it well, no shame in it he's still little dick energy is he was an still, energy he was still for doing sure. something with it on a, on a porno it's how you use it yeah. it's how you use it and if you channel it into just fucking caustic like manic aggression um that's a choice that's that's healthy <laughs> <laughs> it's good it's great or you channel uh, it into finding the right starfish for you you know? <laughs> it's true. It's Out true. That big ocean. For your hot dog you know? to make water in. <laughs> yes. Mm, this is how I'm going to explain nice. this to my kids. I'm going to put on that album. And when a, when a hot dog loves a starfish, this is yes. what happens. Um, he does use the word fat uh, several times on this album, P-H-A-T. Uh, that's another knock against it. I give it for Last Call uh, for Liberty City. And uh, last one out of Liberty Study, rather. And uh, what do you do, Ethan? I, for the exact same reasons 
an album opener. You want something with some pop, some zazz. This kind of comes in a little. It has some, has some interesting production, but I think last one out of Larry Sibby, no doubt. You got to take it to that one. So, uh, Ooh, baby. look, fat was the term du jour of 1999. <laughs> fat farm was flying off the shelves. So, you know, you can't divorce it from the era that birthed it. And for me, I think this is a, a fine opener. And certainly well, a song matter. that I enjoyed more than Liberty City, so I'm giving it to Limp Biscuit. We know that, but it doesn't matter. It, uh, winner, I mean, all right, here's the rules. Actually, I have the rules written down. <laughs> Good. Uh, Great. Win- We're an hour in. All right. The winner of each round <laughs> no. gets a point. No points for a tie. Most points wins. So, no, this is correct. Win- so it's one point to Justin Jake, zero one points point to Limp Biscuit. It's okay. I'm sure you'll make it up. Uh, all right. We get the next two here. Help save the youth of America from exploding, followed by, you know it, you love it, <laughs> Nookie. Oh, yes. Here we go. Right now, the world just seems too big. The world just seems too big. Sit down. Remind me how this is the same old story of going up and getting lost. Less than Jake song, uh, it's okay. It's very dookie, uh, you know. Yes. Very uh, no horns, which I appreciate. Um, I would say it's not ska at all, and I think it's a little telling that you chose such a pop punk heavy ska punk album. That's what all of these albums sounded like. More ska like, like a real big fish. That, is, that literally sounds the same. <laughs> Half of their, it's the same shit. That's what Third Wave Scott is. It's Scott Punk. But That's what it's called. I think it's a solid song. Um, I just think that it. Come on, Nookie's so good. Nookie is so good. The like interplay of the guitar and bass and the verses, like they're each doing different things and filling different parts of the melodic phrase with the little samples from DJ Lethal. The quiet, loud dynamics, classic fucking '90s song. Uh, and I think, I think, I think Fred brings it with the bars on this song, kind of. Lyrically, it's like the same sort of concept as like self-esteem by Offspring, where it's like his girlfriend's cheating on him and he knows it, but he's sticking around for the nookie. Uh, and uh, you know, ah, uh, okay. It, it. I mean, the chorus slaps. Like, yeah, for sure. It's fucking. It, it all it, slaps. The breakdown it, slaps. Yep. Okay. Okay. The fucking it's, crescendo it's, that it ends with him. I'm just gonna change. You can't go away, and I'm just gonna get stay. out of the room, mom. <laughs> <laughs> Leave me alone. I yeah. I mean, that's Limp Bizkit's life philosophy. That's you know, nothing's gonna change, and he's always gonna be the same, and he's going to give it to you every time. They do know how to build tension in a song that you never will really hear on the Lesson Jake album. Like there is that is something that is pretty definitive about Limp Bizkit that they they have these breakdowns. I think some of them don't work very well. Some of the breakdowns actually lose the energy 
Um, but it is interesting. And there is like some like, you know, differences in the song structure. Whereas, like you said, you know, a lot of these Less Than Jake songs do like they they sound they're just straight up pop punk songs. And some of them have horns and some of them don't. And that's what ska punk was. But, you know, it's catchy. It's fun. Um, I think their harmonies are so tight on the fucking Lesson Jake song. I, I, you know, Fred Durst's vocals, it's it, they they sometimes they work and sometimes they're really grating. I think he's much better when he's in the fucking angry, like loud register. And also when sometimes when he's rapping, I think that is those are kind of his better vocal performances. I hate the whiny little vocal fry. I don't like it. Um, I think there's very little of that on this album, though. I think if we were listening to Chocolate Starfish, you'd get like way too much of that. He keeps that to a minimum. Definitely on this song, he keeps it to a minimum. Um, I mean, the, the song like concept is about, you know, it's like you said, like being rejected and being kind of a loser and then just saying like, psych, just kidding. I just wanted to fuck her. I don't have feelings because those are gay. But it is. <laughs> is that what you got from it? I got that it was yes. like, I yes. am being cucked, but I'm doing it because I'm still getting fucked. Uh, no, I don't think it. No, I don't think it was like a self-esteem uh, sim- similarity. Right. Like it's all about my girly random way. Now she's stuck with my homies that she fucked. And I'm just a sucker with a lump in my throat like a chump. So, you know, I did it all, but it's OK. I, you know, I'm feeling things. I'm feeling maybe a little bit rejected. I'm feeling not good about this, but actually, fuck it. I just wanted, you know, I was just doing it to fuck her anyway. That's funny. Yeah. That's- and then less less than Jake is like my hometown really effed me, man. <laughs> <laughs> but I got a job at the Dairy Queen. I'm being cheated by life people, in whatever. the suburbs. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. I'm getting cheated out of life. You know? yeah. <laughs> I mean, yeah, it's, uh, yeah. The world just seems too big, you know? Sit down, remind me how this is the same old story of growing up and getting lost. Like, yeah, that's, you know. It is the same old story that I have heard in a million fucking pop punk and-, and Oh, songs. yeah, but it's- it's very novel to say fuck women for not fucking me and breaking up with me. It's great. It was brand new, brand new concepts for my boy. And a, a multi-dimensional song about someone doing it for the nookie. That particular word. <laughs> what? <laughs> yeah, I dare Take you. Take that. Take <laughs> that. It's going to be a hard sell for me to like really defend Fred Durst's lyrics throughout the day. Yep. But I think mm-hmm. I think there's some I think there's some some type some type bars in this one. Let me pull up the lyrics. I hope there's some type bars I can defend. I, I don't say think this they're... is probably the most work he put into lyrics on this album. <laughs> <laughs> like of all the songs, this is he did a few passes, you know. Mm-hmm. Uh, all right. No, there's not really much for me to defend here. Hey, I will say, check this out. Little reference to Eve Six here talking about putting his tender heart in a blender. And so I did surrendered. hear that. I put my tender heart in a blender. Yeah, that's some sick bars. You just she take the lyrics off. of another song and you yeah. just say it fast <laughs> in a blender and still a surrender. Hey. No, it feels on. like there was He's another one that I saw that he ripped off. He literally takes lyrics from something big like Bowie or something. It's yeah. like, but I can't change time. Like he says that later in the album. Hey. Yeah, it's like dude, he's not yeah, a biter. He's, he's a writer for shit. himself and others. If he says yeah. a Bowie oh, yeah. line, he's only bigging up Bowie. 
Uh-huh. Yeah. Yeah, I'm sure Bowie appreciated that. So this is He's an eclectic guy. You don't know. Maybe he was rocking. The I do. I know that. Ooh, I know I'm Black Star was not a homophobe chap. I know Black Star was influenced by Death Grips. Death Grips really, I would say, carrying the mantle of new metal. Uh, oh wow! <laughs> wow! When they go into that aggressive part, don't you just want to groove to it? Doesn't it just groove? Yeah, this one works. I I give it to Nookie. Okay, Ooh. how about that? Yeah. How about no that? Doubt. Yeah, no hell doubt. yeah. I'm giving it Snooky, obviously. Yeah. Even though I will say I yep. liked I liked this uh, Lesson Jake song too. It was one of the stronger ones for me. But I gotta give it to Nookie. All right. Oh yeah, no doubt. So that's a point for well, we're not talking about that band now, Ethan. That's <laughs> 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 like, all right, alternate. I'm just gonna rate all these songs against how much I love, no doubt. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, I'm, I just threw. I just five D chest you. Also, who are the biggest? I I do think we didn't do this, and we haven't done this on the show, so I'm not going to do it now. But the like, I'm not going to use it as a as a metric. But the, is this person a piece of shit? I know that Fred Durst wins or loses. <laughs> like, if we were debating which band has more piece of shit members, it's definitely Limp Bizkit, right? I mean, I'd have to on. do the research, but I I do think you know all of those Warp Tour bands. You know, any one of them could have been doing some fucked up shit because we okay, but a lot of but stuff like, has come so to light about bands brand to new but, and a uh, okay, number of bands who are meeting underage girls at the Warp Tour, uh, is, the Ataris. Uh, no, nobody has said that about Less Than Jake. And what they have, what has happened with Fred Durst is he has been arrested several times, including for deliberately hitting two people with his car. And that was like a few years ago. You know, God's working on everyone. <laughs> and um... well, what about that time that uh, dude from Less Than Jake tried to run over the guy from Mustard Plug with a golf cart <laughs> at Silly Fest? Uh, oh, five. Oh, <laughs> yeah. oh, my God. Look, I, I didn't do enough research about whether or not less than Jake are pieces of shit, but, you know, They're not. I think any you didn't do any research into whether by... Fred Durst was a piece of shit. So I mean, you I know think what? it's I, you know, pretty obvious that yeah. he is. <laughs> <laughs> okay, okay. But to me, the research research that I would do is I'd go back to less than Jake's hometown. I'd say, what do you think of these guys? <laughs> They've been talking crap about you for 80 albums. They're like, ah, oh, that kid, he was, he was really bad at, at baseball in the little league. Oh, he was kind of like, ah, oh, that wienery kid that just hung around the convenience station. Ah, oh, good. I'm glad he's gone. <laughs> yeah. I am searching for less than Jake controversy right now. I'll let you know if I find anything. Yeah, you won't, yeah, dude. These guys the are most like boring articles. Absolutely. Yeah, they once didn't pay for tacos <laughs> on the road, man. The only controversy I can find here is that uh, the band was um, protested by the Westboro Baptist Church. Okay, so great. <laughs> less than yeah, less than Jake is so old that probably the only controversies are going to be like they sold me a bad timeshare. <laughs> you know I mean, they're entering that period of their career. Like, oh my, they took God. us on a ska cruise and everybody puked. <laughs> like, you want to hear? You want to hear a hot take here? This is a fucking article. This is a headline. Stains Aaron Lewis praises Limp Biscuits. Fred Durst says he calls him for, quote, Dalai Lama advice. Wow. Wow. <laughs> oh, In the land of the one-eyed man. He's doing the work. He's doing the work. <laughs> 
Fred is fucking awesome. He really is. He blows my mind every fucking time I talk to him. Do we need Fred Durst to be? Sex? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god. Oh this tantric god. sting like sex. He's with- literally giving Fred Durst credit for his life. So this is another reason to hate Limpis because oh. he enabled Stained to continue. It's true. Um, they did discover Stained. Lewis- Wait a second. Lewis then bre- began to briefly strum his guitar while singing, I love Fred. He's got friends Imagine in high doing, places. Doing an interview with this guy, and then he just breaks into song about how much he loves Fred. <laughs> I love Fred. Right. Fred. He a is single, not dead. A single tear dad. from his eyebrow piercing <laughs> just comes out. Hell yeah. It's the rivulet of sweat. Look, oh, uh, I think, yeah, I think All Fred right. was a piece of shit back in the day. Uh, I do think okay. by most accounts he has chilled out, you know, since uh, people stopped listening to Limp Biscuit. You know who weren't ever dicks as far as I can tell? Less than Jake. Let's move on to the next two songs here, uh, <laughs> which are uh, oh, two excellent Excellent songs. This is very hard. This is very highly contested. They're really great songs. Um, And here they they are the best representations uh, probably of these bands. Yeah, these are a couple of strong Uh, contenders. All my best friends are metalheads. You have heard it on the uh, Tony Hawk Pro Skater soundtrack. I guarantee it. And followed by Break Stuff. Here we go. Great song. Great song. Yeah. Wow. Great Less Than Jake song, too. Um, my favorite <laughs> Less Than Jake song on this record, for sure. Definitively a ska song, Mike Dunn. I know. So definitely has the upstroke and the horns. I know, but it's yes. punchy. It's catchy. Uh, it's got a good structure. Uh, they don't waste any time with anything. It's just, uh, I don't know. And, you know, I. it probably helps that I have already listened to it hundreds of times while playing Tony Hawk. Um, you know, maybe it's, that's a big piece of it too, but I enjoyed it. Uh, but yeah, it's, come on. Break stuff is a a classic. It's a classic. It is. I mean, uh, all my best friends are metalheads is also a, it's a classic ska, anthemic ska song, but no, it did not break through. It did not break stuff like break stuff. I mean, break stuff broke records. It literally, uh, you know, burned a festival to the ground. I mean, the, the power of it cannot be overstated, uh, you know, and it's two and, chords. Uh, it is. It is. Uh, it's it's not fair. Almost. It is. It is kind of the perfect new metal song. It is. And it is a completely universal experience, just as 
the, you know, the, the lesson Jake songs are, are this, you know, very inherently relatable, you know, feeling like you're going nowhere, feeling regretful, wanting to escape, you know, trying to figure out your place in the world, trying to understand who you are in it. And then you have, which is a little bit more complex than this one. Sure. But sometimes you not just want to fucking break either, stuff. Though, is the thing. Maybe not. Maybe not. But a little bit more. But here's the thing is that Limp Biscuit didn't start this, right? This is even even this song, you can definitely hear the direct almost, you know, the bulls on parade bass. I mean, this is this is definitely yes. comes straight from Rage Against the Machine, too. So we got to it, it is. It's, but in but completely stripped of any kind of political consciousness, it is just like, you know, instead of raging against a machine, they're like, I mean, it's like the soda machine for not giving them the Fanta that they put their dollar fifty in and they're just give me something to break. Like there's not like a, you know, they're they're and they're also raging against uh, you know, women <laughs> a lot more than they're raging against mach- the machine of society. Um well, like kind of, well, women blind... are stuff. Have you ever noticed <laughs> that women are stuff? <laughs> <laughs> Lays it out there. No, I I kind of like that this song is divorced of context of what's making you mad, and it's just about being mad. Give me something to break. I, yeah. I think sometimes it's important to just have that pure distillation. Uh, I, I I think songs that can really just distill one feeling into, uh, you know, into three minutes um, of pure that feeling. Uh, there's something to be said for yeah. that. But, uh, the you know, I just want to note that All My Best Friends Are Metalheads is uh, explicitly calling out like shitty, judgmental old people opinions about uh, the, the divisions that we see within our groupings are, you know, you know, I like this, the phrase you're one in a crowd and you're paranoid of every sound. You're not the friend you won't miss anyhow. So it's like it's like you're you know, that really speaks to a subset of of society of like you know, the the fucking judgmental douchebag who hates everyone and everything. And it's like nobody's going to miss that miss that guy in your in your friend group. Unfortunately, that guy is also Fred Durst and <laughs> that guy being judgmental and angry and kind of a, a, a piece of shit all the time. And in this this song, he 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 does rock it. Yeah, I, this I is don't his know, rebuttal man. to I'm, that of like, you don't want all of this. <laughs> yeah, less than Jake is like. Let's break stuff called prejudice. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Much less exciting. Let's though. break right? down Much barriers. And I'll break down barriers. I mean, also as I recall, the 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 video for this was quite populist. I believe that they just had like an open casting call for Limp Biscuit fans. Yeah. Like they, I think they posted Variety or something. There was some call that was like Limp Biscuit fans come on set. We're filming this video, and the entire video was like. Fans of the band dressed in the outfit in the white tee with the khaki uh, cargo shorts and the fucking red Yankees cap doing their best Fred Durst on camera. And it's just all them just just in like a skate park doing doing a Fred Durst impression. It's a fun little video. It is a fun video. It's a fun video. It's but true. also you didn't mention that they had to fumigate that place for like a month. <laughs> <laughs> Polly Shore. That was all because Polly Shore was in it, though. It's mainly Polly Shore. <laughs> the weasel. Oh, yeah, man. It's really hard because Break Stuff is definitely my favorite Limp Bizkit song on this album for sure. 
And I feel like it has to win for that reason alone. Uh, wow. But and all my best friends are metalheads. The whole fucking theme of it is so unifying and like it's it, and it's catchy. It's it's fun. It's like it's it brings the people together and Limp Bizkit is tearing us apart. But, you know, I think Limp Bizkit is bringing us together unified in our, in our shared experience bring, of wanting to break stuff to tear things apart yeah <laughs> right right who hasn't oh, been man. there who hasn't had one of those days I, I am a mr cool as a cucumber <laughs> i have never had one of these buddy <laughs> i just cranked my third wave ska and i never looked back <laughs> Yeah, I mean, Lesson Jake clearly the most well adjusted of the of the two bands for sure. Um, <laughs> there's a little bit more maturity on their end, but is that what I want from Limp Bizkit? No, and is that what I want from the song? No, it's a really great, it's a great song. But okay, the goofy a skin your ass raw. <laughs> is that one of those <laughs> breakdowns you said uh, detract from the song? Is that one of the ones? Um, no, because the build up and the release yeah. is so cathartic. When the beat drops it's really... and he says, break your fucking face tonight. Face tonight. That's, come on. Give me something to break. Yeah. Um, I don't know, man. I don't know. I feel like uh, you make your vote, Mike Dunn. I know what your vote is. I look, I will say this one was close. I'm not gonna I'm not gonna lie. Uh I considered giving it to less than Jake. I would say if I didn't already know I had I've already decided which songs I'm giving what points to. And I know look, I just gotta say we're in the strongest part of the Limp Biscuit record right here. I gotta give them all the points they can get while they can get them. Uh I'm sorry to say I am gonna give this to break stuff, but it's close. It's very close. Yeah. Yeah. I mean Look break within. stuff. Break stuff. Ow. Wow. That's very big of you. Mm-hmm. What about you, Ethan? I, I, I honestly, I w- went with all my best friends are metalheads. Damn it! That's I take weird. it back. <laughs> hey, no, you did honestly. You did it honestly oh. because it was so close. But to me, this was one of the least interesting, like musically. It is bulls on parade. <laughs> It is very slow to, and you do have that rage against. And I think all my best friends are metal. It's just like such a tight. It, it reminded me of like why this is a tight song, it's a tight album, how they're good at shifting throughout it, and you know the philosophy behind it. But I don't know. I mean, that one two thing of Nookie and Break stuff. I mean, that's why everyone bought this entire CD. You know, yeah, for sure. Together, for and sure. It, and having two that are very good next to each other. You're like, all right, I, I can tolerate some of this other f- just silliness. <laughs> yes, yes. And there's, to be fair, plenty of silliness on the Lesson Jake album, too. But, oh, yeah. I, I mean, know. more like just like Frederick trying to be funny, which <laughs> I think is a very hard thing in this. Like, <laughs> he thinks he's a lot more charming than mm-hmm. he is. Yeah. I don't know. Mm-hmm. Might just yeah. be me. No. Be oh no! Disturbed guy. It's you know, all but... of society. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Sully, Sully Erna is just a friggin' oh, saint. Oh, dude! Your <laughs> charisma saint. coming out of him. Have you ever played pickup hockey with him? <laughs> <laughs> okay. All right. Um, let's move on. We have so many songs to go. I we're getting there. We're getting all right, there. This is a uh, five state drive followed by rearranged. Here we go. Here, they're driving somewhere now. They're out of the town. Yeah, screw this old town. The crummy bars, the beat up cars. Nothing will change your mind by now. Think I found things change, just don't look that way to me. 
So there's, you know, some tonal uh, variety oh, here. Yeah, it's a yeah. little groovy. It's a little skittery, you know, hip hop. Mm-hmm. It's definitely a place where DJ Lethal gets to shine. Finally. Um, yeah, I mean, yeah. I've been praying for that moment. <laughs> Waiting for Lethal to drop the His heat. whole life. Yeah. Yes. Well, yeah, he did do that a, like Shamrocks and Shakedown song by uh, uh, House of Pain. House he of Pain. Yeah, he is. Yep, yep. Definitely. No, I get that at Duncan's every week, the Shamrocks and Shakedowns. <laughs> that's actually, that sounds like the Mighty Mighty Boss Town Tones, like, fucking <laughs> tour, like, title. Yeah. Shamrocks. Honorary Boss Tones title. <laughs> yeah. oh, from man. Honorary Bostonians, House of Pain, who I found out just recently <laughs> through Heather, are from L.A. What the fuck? Are from L.A. We, they, we the were lied to. They ever. just wore Celtics jerseys. What? Who does that? I, Just a I bunch of like Calvin Klein models, like shaving their head, like getting. Dude, what? What is a Larry? Putting a white hat on. <laughs> Just like. <laughs> Just call me Sully from now on. Exactly. <laughs> yeah, like that's like the chic uh, style. To, to... I love that. Instead of like normcore, you have like. Boston dad oh, core. Dude, that's like, the next movement. Hiked up white, white socks yeah. and New Balance sneakers and like fucking and those aggressive. Huge, basically, that picture of Adam Sandler in the Superman brow. shirt that dropped recently. Yeah, the gigantic fucking that's basketball shorts. That is oh really my good. God. I forget who was telling me. I think it was a fellow comedian. And they were like, you get one haircut when you're like 13 and it's the same haircut when you're like 50. Yeah. Yeah, <laughs> you yeah. just get one standard haircut and you're like, that's it. Yeah. Like, I'm done. It's true. Um, yeah, no, I mean, showing some versatility for sure. I will say five state drive, not um, particularly versatile, very horn forward, very, uh, you know, hey, in this case, they are driving away from one boring town to maybe another one. Um, Presumably at least five different ones. Well, presumably exactly. five different. I think yeah, multiple. yeah. Spoiler alert: one town you know, per state. <laughs> they like do not like any of the towns. Yeah, I don't that's like the <laughs> song. They're like, this one sucks. The next one's kind of whack too. I just don't get it. Like you guys, this is at the peak of third wave ska's like popularity. They're one of the most popular bands in the genre. Just fucking move. Against me, who's from Gainesville, <laughs> fucking Laura Jane Grace moved to Chicago. You could do that too if you want to. I mean, I'm sure they wrote these songs when they were like DIY touring across America. I mean, that was a whole thing that was really interesting in this book that I've been reading, um, which I'm not citing and really isn't that it wasn't that necessary. It was just for fun. But they talked a lot about how like the the DIY, like the ska scene was extremely DIY at this time. And, you know, there was a whole there was a 
a magazine, Maximum Rock and Roll put out like a, a magazine called Book Your Own Fucking Life. Yeah, and I it had was that. like, yeah, it's like a huge thing, uh, like culturally in, in punk and but specifically ska punk. It was like the Bible for all these bands that, you know, figured out how to tour and take themselves around around the uh, country. And Olympus uh, Kids similarly had some uh, their, their up and coming story was tattooing uh, Fieldy. <laughs> they got in through the yes. easiest. They went in for the path yes. of least resistance which was all right fieldy. but i mean but they have the chops to back <laughs> the least brain cells am i right it's, it's funny dude yeah fieldy i would love i love the idea of them like knowing that that's like the soft brain one so just like all right we'll do a really bad tattoo mike shoe i wish i wish he was here to tell some stories because mike shoe when we had him on he said fieldy was the dumbest guy he's ever met in his life he's ever met in his life yeah yeah big like, literally brain. like waving keys at him <laughs> Give us a record deal, dude. It, it, works. it works. No, they did have the chops to back it up. Yes, yes. Mike Dunn. Correct. And this song sure. is a rearranged as a showcase of that. Rearranged personally for me, my favorite Limp Biscuit song, period. Oh. Uh, I think this is them at their best. Um, the guitar work is really cool. I'm pretty sure it's all all finger tapping on the guitar in this song. I don't think he's using a pick. I think it's all on the That's neck. That's cool. Uh, I've seen footage of him playing it and stuff. And the bass line, come on. That is a tasty, tasty lick. Very good bass line. Mm-hmm. They, these songs both had really good bass lines. Yeah. I would say Lesson Jake often has great bass. They 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 also have those like driving, like thick bass lines that are a lot of, you know, that hold the song together. I don't know. So rearranged, I really like rearranged, but I do think that it goes on for too long without that crescendo. I almost want them to have that Limp Bizkit, like, you know, come up. Like, I like that they're switching it up a little bit, but it's like six minutes long. And I think towards the end, you could have done a little bit more with it. But um, yeah, no, it's 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 unique. It's uh, it's it's definitely solid. Five State Drive is is also solid, but it doesn't really stand out. It's not like a special song. Yeah, it's. That's when I I think Five State Drive is when I really started being like, are they really going to belabor the belabor the same point on every goddamn song? <laughs> the answer like, is yes. This is when I was like, they gotta sw- they gotta switch it up. Like I I started pulling for them. I'm like they, I I I, I want more to talk about than just <laughs> how annoyed I am at you know at them just being like you just want to break stuff dude i mean (laughs) that's that's what you want i mean there's not really a lot of uh lyrical depth on the limp biscuit album so you can't really like for it with with the licks and with john john otto has like does some crazy shit in the in the breakdown on this uh yeah he's like he's probably the best drummer in new metal i think like he's he's because he was a jazz guy he he's He's like way above the the talent the usual talent level you get from any fucking like metal subgenre. I feel like even you know definitely a different flavor yeah. of drumming than you get from most most metal. Uh, but um, all right, sorry, go ahead. Well, yeah, let's weigh in. Let's so we got yeah. What do you guys think? Okay, Ethan is helpfully shoving us along here, Good which call. is what needs to be done. Good call. Um, I. You know, I feel like I I gave it up too easily before and and easily rolled over for for Limp Bizkit, but um, I'm gonna I'm gonna give it to Limp Bizkit on this one wow. too. This is re- rearranged. Yeah, they, they get three in a row. They get three in a row for Look, me. Look, I I I don't want you to feel too bad yet because uh, again, this is a front loaded as hell album, but I'm also giving it to Limp Bizkit. Yeah, what would 
Ethan? I am definitely doing it. I mean, I think it's yeah. so much more unique. It's just all those elements you're talking about. The bass, the DJ lethal versus sometimes in less than Jake Elms, you're like, this is when it's all right. It's very cheery in here. You know, it's kind of yeah. where you're like, all right, this is a little cheery. Yeah, the, it's the mozzarella the, sticks. The, uh, exactly. The trombones are getting a little too farty. You know, you're like, <laughs> <laughs> you're like, OK, it's going to be one of those things. So but yeah, this stood out so much more to me. Yeah. Opinion. Yeah. All right. I think we should perhaps take a break. Just split. Yeah, things we up. should take a sure. uh, take a little. But break. I will say going into the break, three to one Limp Biscuit. <sighs> Listen. I'm going to go hard for Scott. We're going to come back. We we got this. Uh, it's I, anyone's game. It's really anyone's we game. Are this have is to, so early. We got to rapid fire. We it, got though, nine right? more songs. I, I, nine I, more rounds. Have, nine I'm, more. <laughs> so, I'm so. <laughs> it's a Thunderdome. This is so what happens sorry. in the Thunderdome. All right. Two bands Scott step lady, into the Thunderdome and we talk about them for these, four hours. That's the rules. Pretend this album is like the old town and you're getting out of there. We'll be right back. I gave it up too easily. God damn it. I do want something to break, though. Look, we've, we've already gotten to three of the four radio <laughs> songs from this album, so I don't know. Well, I do love fucking In Together Now, too, man. They're they're good. They are good. It's a good album. God damn it. Yeah. God damn it. Remembering that I think it's all horse shit. Are you remembering that you <laughs> reached that conclusion in the previous Limp Biscuit Thunderdome? Um, yes, but I have to I have to get meaner. You didn't let me choose Op Ivy. If it was Op Ivy, it would have been game over. Done. It has to be an album that some people think is bad. I feel like No, but no, no, neither of these albums. It's genres. We're talking about genres. We're here to redeem genres for this particular. I know, but you know. You didn't want me to win. It's fine. Here we are. It's no, fine. We're I thought here. you were gonna <laughs> I, I would have let you could have Mm. You could have picked mm. any number of. I just told you there's only three ska punk albums I liked. How many other exactly? Ska punk, those are the best. How ones. many other ska punks albums are you there? You could have picked though. I don't. Those are the best ones. I could have done like Streetlight. I didn't need to fucking. You know what? I would just say essays. if you pushed back and said this Limp Bizkit album's too good, I would have gone with the first Seven Dust record or the first Slipknot <laughs> record. Like I had backups. I I didn't listen to it until that sentence. So many people saying this Limp Biscuit album is too good <laughs> for a Thunderdome, perhaps. Stop no, it! It's My okay. body hurts. It's, it's too fine. good. It's I'm fine. in ecstasy. <laughs> I had backups ready. Right. I'm sorry. I'm sorry though. I'm sorry that you're getting don't apologize. Your band is getting it's beat fine. down by the biscuit right now. Ba-dum, ba-dum, ba-dum. All right. I'm not gonna let it. I'm not gonna let this continue. All right. I've been very gracious. You have been. I've been gracious. All right. Uh, we are back, everybody, and we are nervous in the alley, followed by I'm broke. Here we go. Myself to the test. Would I ever raise a fist? Would I just shut my mouth? Would I just block it out? That's one a million times. Never to be left again with that feeling of hopelessness left standing. Just nervous in the alley. That's one a million times. Never to be left again with that feeling of hopelessness left standing. Just nervous in the alley. Whoa. Call a sniper. And wipe your brains off my windshield wiper, you dirty bug. As soon as I get paid, they come in masses. 
to someone giving classes or kissing people's asses. Unless you're living where the trash is, don't even come around here asking where my cash is. I know we've been talking about Listen Jake being samey, but that was absolutely rearranged break stuff and nookie in one fucking <laughs> song. That was absolutely every single part that made each of those songs good. Just copy and pasted with like a song about like someone owing him $20. Yes, but this one had a Jane's <laughs> Addiction yeah. chorus. Exactly. It has a little bit of crazy town, a little bit of Frashante. <laughs> little for Jante. Oh, yeah. Yeah, look, I don't know. It's amazing. That one's formulaic as fuck. checkers on this list. Can we look at the date that Butterfly by Crazy Town came out? (laughs) Who who made who? Mm. Because there's some very... It's a good Crazy point. Town ass shit on this. Good album. point. Yeah. Um, nope. That's probably the best I've made all night. Also. So let's see which one came out first. This was on the Gift of Game, which came out uh november 9th 1999 Ooh. so probably I think this could beat him by two months Whoa. is that accurate i think this came out september uh, let right? me find out uh june Ooh. june wow it's kind of one right. of them one of them mozart solieri situations yeah. or you know it's like when just pushing each other. it's like when volcano and dante's peak came out the same summer like who really very much so yeah. as a consumer of volcano movies i was so confused <laughs> um no it's it's pretty formulaic uh i gotta say and it literally the the central conceit of the song is just about fucking somebody owing him like a a petty amount of money when this dude is very very rich at this point and has no reason to be this is yeah Uh, yeah now he's not broke bums are the type of shit that's in a diaper don't make me have to call a sniper and Whoa. wipe your brains off my. Not a friend of the homeless, dirty bug. You dirty bug. Uh, look, I. D- that was a very strong lead. I will say that was last <laughs> episode when we did crash test dummies. I I I was shocked uh, at his, him saying the line. Uh, Change my dirty diaper my uh, in the chorus of a song. And I said, I didn't think I'd ever hear someone use that word on the show. And now we're two weeks in a row with that word making an appearance. Uh, not one of the strongest Lip Biscuit tracks. I would no. also say not one of the strongest less than Jake tracks either. I don't know. I mean... It's a cool song. The, the song, it's got a cool jazzy like intro. It's slow. It builds up. The song lyrics, I think, are maybe about getting mugged in an alleyway or being about to get mugged in an alleyway because he's like talking about, you know, on a Tuesday in, a, in the rain. I never thought there'd come a day if I put myself to the test. Would I ever raise a fist? Would I just shut my mouth? Would I lock it out? I've swore it a million times never to be left again with that feeling. Maybe there's not actually a reason for me to think that he's being mugged in an alleyway. It seems like he's like coming to terms with like, is he somebody who's going to fight back against what life throws at him? Um, and instead, he's like paralyzed and insecure and like feeling, you know, feeling nervous and and not sure of himself, which, you know, I like I like a little I like a little uh, vulnerability. I think it's a little bit more complex. Um, and I don't know. It's catchy, fun, danceable and direct and uh, great vocals again. Great. Love Roger Lima's like super high like harmony with uh, 
fuck the other guy. Uh, he's got like the raspier tone. I mean, that's classic lesson, Jake. They have it on mm-hmm. every song. Yeah, but I think I it's do a good like one. That they got the two singer thing going on. I've always loved a two singer band. Fred Durst does his harmonies with himself. <laughs> he does the ad libs and like the what? <laughs> like, um, <laughs> no, not. Damn, you're really good. <laughs> you're no, you're crazy. talented. <laughs> not me. You are. <laughs> he does. Yeah. He, he does. He does the wow, wow, wow. And the get it. <laughs> like, it's really <laughs> funny because so much of listening to these two albums is like two different types. Like, <laughs> you know what I mean? It's two different types of brattiness. Annoying guy. Yeah, <laughs> It's actually all insufferable when you really get down to When you break it down to moans. I guess what we're trying to say, guys are wusses. Like, stop being a wuss. Uh, Um, Doesn't he have a part in the song where he says, give me back my money at the end? It's like a little breakdown where he yells about, give me, give me, give me back my money. Yeah, in the bridge, in the... uh... Yeah, it's not good. But then I do, yeah, this is what... That part is pretty cringe. It's not good. I kind of like when Let's it. Let's listen it, to that real quick. Where is that? <laughs> but then it gets into the like. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Rewind, rewind, rewind. It's actually. It's so okay. Fun. Give me back my money. You said you pay me back. I'm broke and I'm back. You deserve a smack and for slacking. Now people say that I'm a slacker. It's through the eyes of the Come on, dude. That shit is so good, yeah. dude. That's for me, that's the only part of the song that really goes. Uh, but I don't know. Like, I, I think I, I'm having a hard time making a case for this one. It is like a filler track. It's a complete filler track. I just think the Less Than Jake song is just a little too ska for me. It's- well, too bad. I'm voting for it. I'm voting for it. I weirdly picked I'm Broke because it no! just sounded so much more interested. I'm sorry. I also picked I'm Broke, man. <sighs> Brutal. Brutal. I can't believe this. I retract my. I have to be impartial. I can't. I'm. I. Because it's the same thing. You're kind of like when you're listening to both. You're like. And I don't know. I'm broke. Just I really related to it a lot. I think you put this. You put this (laughs) song up against uh, metalheads, and I'm obviously picking metalheads. But uh, this one was just too ska. It was too happy. I don't like it. I don't like that kind of music. It's as simple as that for me. They're also probably the happiest sad band. It's all about people being on drugs or their lives falling apart. It's like... Exactly, which is why I think fucking Ska is cool. It's not... It's, you know, there's a little bit of... There's something interesting and, like, transformative and cathartic about that as opposed to just the one note, just uh, blanket hatred. You know what I mean? Like, doesn't that get irritating after a while? Doesn't that start to grate? I just think in the second wave you know the music matched the emotions of the lyrics better i just feel like you listen to a song like ghost no, town this is exactly and it sounds like a song about a ghost town you listen to this song and this it's is- about like i'm sad that i can't i'm too scared to leave my hometown or i'm i'm about to get mugged in an alley and it's like 
It's about <laughs> transforming that fear and that, you know, and that angst into something that's cathartic and positive and collective. I mean, that's what Scott is. Again, it's not just about the lyrics. It's about the perform at a live show singing this and feeling like you're alone together with everyone around you, that you've, you've all experienced this feeling and you know, you're not alone in it. So sometimes that the joy is is what makes ska good in third wave ska good. The earnestness and honesty and joy. It doesn't matter because you already fucking won this round again. So let's move on. But I think motto is a fucking <laughs> awesome good song. I think motto is a very, very good song. And it's also one of Lesson Jake's favorite songs of, of their own. So motto by Lesson Jake followed by nobody like you. Nobody like you featuring Jonathan Davis and Scott Weiland. a great song motto's a great fucking pop yeah. punk song it's an excellent song and and you know yes scott wyland's on it fucking jonathan davis you get obviously fred durst doing his best jonathan davis impression at the beginning and then you know the, you get jonathan it's almost you know i can't judge it based on the scott wyland part you know i have to judge it based on the limp biscuit part which you know i will also apply to end together now right because that's like more than half not Limp Bizkit, basically, mm-hmm. in that song. Um, yeah, dude, Motto's a great fucking yeah. song. You're going to get no argument wins. from me here. I really liked it. You know what I really liked about it? This has got to be the first song in the album that has a lead guitar part, which I, as a guitarist, I got I really appreciate that. And it's a good, it's a it's a fun little lead. Uh, that, that part we heard in the beginning of the clip you played. Um, great. Uh, yep. Very nice guitar work on this. It's a little more fleshed out sounding than the songs we've been hearing. It, it crosses the three minute mark, which is pretty rare for this album. Uh, and I also gotta say that I think "Nobody Like You" is a fucking cringe song that I never liked. Yeah, it's it not is, good. man. Like they assembled some talent for it, but it just sounds like a song. Like those guys are in the studio and they're like, "Hey, we want to collaborate, but like we got no time. You got something for us." So what you end up with is like. This song where Jonathan Davis is just saying what Fred Durst said, like in between lines, like I don't need I I like corn. I like Jonathan Davis's vocals on corn songs, but I don't need Jonathan Davis uh, being like, fuck me, like just in between yeah, Fred no, Durst. Nobody whining. wants that. <laughs> no. Yeah, that's no. my ASMR. I have like an ASMR YouTube <laughs> thing. <laughs> fuck me. It's one of those at like four in the morning. Is is that how Jonathan Davis comes? <laughs> Does he just scat rap? Yeah. 
Even as like a huge fan of all these bands as a kid, like this song, I feel like I skipped this back in the day. I, this was a skippable. It, it feels like what you're talking about, kind of like the Spawn soundtrack, where it's like a bunch of people that are in, in a thing and it's not a real song. It's just like they're all in the same. It's kind of like Freak on a Leash Light, yeah. you know? It's like. Oh, I wanted to love that. They took kind of the element. I wanted to love that Spawn yeah. soundtrack so bad just because of the personnel involved. But it, man, other than the. Uh... Oh, yeah. The crystal method filter track, which which still goes hard. Oh, uh, that banger. album was pretty rough. Uh, it's hard to remember. Yeah, uh, trip it, like dude. I do. Trip like I do. <laughs> oh my god, yeah. the best. Uh, that's how that song went. Um, Heather, you were talking about how that last Limp Bizkit song was like a break stuff rehash. Even more so, I'd say, if we're, we want to go back to the original Thunderdome, where Limp Bizkit went up against Good Charlotte and kicked their asses, uh, Counterfeit, which, I, as I recall, was one of your faves on yeah. it, this is a fucking yep. Counterfeit rehash. It was the same... He's doing the same guitar part. So, I'll just say it right now. I'm giving this point to Less Than Jake. Fuck yeah, Less Than Jake, baby. All right. Hell yeah. Okay. Coming back. I'm clawing back. I'm scawing back, baby. I'm so sorry. You really need to pick it up in this second half. (laughs) Well, don't worry. I will. There's another groundbreaking song about hating your hometown, (laughs) and I love it. (laughs) If there is one band that is known for album completeness, making a complete album, it is Limp Bizkit. We have to... flesh this one out guys and make a cohesive <laughs> kind of thing for the listener oh, for sure for sure a yeah journey, very intentional a journey. very yeah a, a, journey, a journey a bludgeoning journey um but <laughs> breaking so many things <laughs> breaking and, and so all these mean stuff. women the women are so His mean dang ex girlfriend or current girlfriend man it's it's almost she's almost as bad as a boring town <laughs> and don't get me started on my ex-girlfriends in boring town oh, or the girls i wish were my girlfriends and talked to me at a bar once and i made a big thing about it oh. uh for some reason history <laughs> of a boring town by lesson jake followed by don't go off wandering by limp biscuit here we go We're getting a little stainedy on this one. I'm, oh, I'm yes. feeling a little stained. I guess I can see personally. that. Yeah, Frashante is coming back. That open, <laughs> jangly, you know. Mm-hmm. But some yeah. strings on this yep. one, arranged by Wes Borland himself. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, it's a, it's a. They're going epic on this one. They're going. Um, they're, 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 they're punching above their weight class. I think. What do you guys? Do you guys think it works? 
or is it full um, stained? You know, I think again, it has the, it has kind of the peaks and valleys, and it has that cool tension, the build up release piece of like a of a Limp Biscuit song is definitely you know it keeps it interesting, but it's also pretty plodding and butt rocky, and the lyrics are are just about fucking uh, you know breaking up with someone, and you know she doesn't want to be with you anymore, so you're stuck with your dick in your hand, and you know it's uh, you you have. It's just it's you have big, really big hands. That's why your dick is so looks so small. You just have these gigantic hands. Um, it's a little incel energy. You know, look at me now. Everything is gone. I can't seem to do anything right. But I figured out why you don't let me inside. Because you don't feel nothing at all. That's a brutal. I mean, you know, of all the misogyny on this album, that one's pretty brutal. Because if yeah. you think it's yeah. it, the, he's saying you don't feel anything at all because she's she has no feelings for him you know she's she's stepping on his heart and then he's just like no nah, actually I mean that your pussy's trash yeah <laughs> that's actually exactly, what it, dude. talk about you don't feel nothing yeah. in your trash pussy uh, <laughs> <laughs> Fred Durst noble in defeat as always. <laughs> Oh, oh, man. Pardon me for bothering you, madame. <laughs> <laughs> well, here's a few things I was thinking about when I was in the men's room. Yeah, <laughs> big fedora. Big fedora energy. Big, big fedora energy on yeah. that one. I got um, a little more proto Linkin well, Park on this one than Stain, though. I thought I'll give him a little more ooh, credit. I'll give him a little yeah. more credit. Mm-mm. No, I don't hear a lot of Linkin Park on it. I, I. Dude, that I wouldn't have let you. I, I hybrid theory is a fucking that is I will go fucking toe to toe with anybody for hybrid. That theory. was kind of the that All was kind of like there, the last. There are no traces of Mike Shindoa on this. I got no Shindoa. <laughs> uh, no, I well, you get that little executioners. You get the DJ lethal scriggity scratch. Um, it Yeah, I it's, it's tough because. To be honest, you know, history of a boring town. That was a single. It's definitely wasn't a it? song that it, I think it, it was, was like their I highest think charting single. single up to this point. I believe. Was yeah. it? I thought that the bigger one on here was Metalheads, but maybe you know, maybe I'm wrong. Um, I, uh it's they they do a better version of it on a later album, and it's the same song. <laughs> I shouldn't say this, but guess what? <laughs> and I swear it's the sun, and I swear. It's my last try. And we'll walk in circles around this whole town that we hate. Oh, my God. Yeah, that's not exactly how it goes. But it's basically the same. Yeah, it is. That's what I also realized is looking at these discographies of ska bands. It's like we're in a different place now. So we're going to redo that album like eight years later. Now we're sick of the town we moved to. (laughs) Exactly. Now I really get how much that old town sucks. I kind of miss it now. Really hammer it home. I mean, I it's again, I like the lyric. You know, I used to say that I'd never stay, but I'm rotting here today with that same old crowd that's always been around. And I always thought I'd be the first to go. So in this, you know, it's still the same, but those lyrics are good. You know that feeling. Right. And, you know, those people who are who are who are rotting away and being left behind. But it it, it does. It's it says it's samey. But do I like it better than the other song? I think mm. so. Still, I think that's fair. I don't I know. Think so. I, for you, I, I I can see that. For me, again, it's too ska. I think this chorus is like some simple plan shit. Uh, I just, it's so, 
This one makes me cringe more than than even than uh, nobody like you did. Uh, and the Limp Bizkit song, I think you know, I think uh, they get points for ambition. In this case, he's talking to a girl, <laughs> like a human Wait, being. In what the simple in the uh, not so, in the uh, Lesson Jake song? <laughs> yeah. Well, so is Fred. Nice he's, he's saying he's saying he's talking to What's a girl a different too. Conversation. <laughs> well. I'm saying in one case One's he's talking like, to a girl like hey, she's a human being. Been going in this shitty t- <laughs> yeah. Yeah, hey, exactly. Still, still shitty versus <laughs> your reproductive <laughs> organs. <laughs> but I, it's a much. Hey, you still working at the fucking A and P? You know, it's much different <laughs> than you are undesirable. You are a bare <laughs> trashy. <laughs> But hey, can we just before before we uh, before me and Ethan give our votes, can we just check out the bridge like crescendo on this song? Because I think it's one of the better yeah. ones on the Limp Biscuit record. But the <laughs> lyrics, I mean, yeah, it, it, it yeah, that shit goes you hard. Said you needed me. You're not allowed to leave ever. <laughs> I know, I know. That's that's true. It's bad. You, you take it's, the good with the, the bad, the, though, right? I mean, the musical, the musical progression and the buildup. It's it's excellent. It's excellent. But that crescendo, it builds to how dare you get sick of our terrible relationship and decide to draw a boundary. Uh, you said you 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 would never leave me, and now you're leaving me, and you're not allowed to. You know what? So get back two here. Two years after this. <laughs> Go to your room. Two years after this, a little <laughs> album called Jane Doe was dropped by a band called Converge that covered the exact same themes, and that's regarded as like one of the, as like the best metalcore album of all time. So you can you can squeeze a lot of juice out of that lemon. And uh, I think they did it on this one. I got to give my point to Limp Biscuit. Stuck with my dick in my hand. Uh, no one's questioning how much juice this man has squeezed. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like his sperm would be acidic. Um, <laughs> have a little baseball caps on. <laughs> That's the condom he uses. Yeah, you put the brim with the brim that goes under the head. (laughs) The reservoir (laughs) brim. Reservoir brim. (laughs) (laughs) Oh my god. (laughs) Oh my god. Fucking Uh, fund it. Pick that to Shark Tank. um, (laughs) Mark Cuban's gonna be all over that one. I think actually that'll be a Robert Hertzbeck it- deal or a Barbara. Barbara for sure wants the the limp biscuit condom all day. Uh, Ethan, you're going to be the tiebreaker uh, on this one. Yeah, yeah. History of Boring Town. I think I got to yeah! go with it. You know, I mean, I think I, it's a. I, I think by now it's weird because this is a track where you're both seeing both of these bands' tricks and like shiny scones stuff like that. But like, I think I was just oh, this is another like. Opening guitar, but the the orchestra stuff was nice. But I don't yeah, know. I was this, still like was le- less annoyed 
you know, I don't know. All right. <laughs> no, that's it wasn't like an easy win. You know what I mean? Yeah. It's it's Just fine. It's reasonable. Yeah. <laughs> that's, that's a Thunderdome for you. That's that's really what we're doing here. Um, all right. What's what's the count now? Where are we at? Uh, Mike Dunn? Four to three. Limp Biscuit to less than Jake. Ooh. So li- less than Jake's catching up. Whoa. Pick it up. Pick it up. Pick it up. Pick it up. Up. OK, uh, let's move on. This is great. American sharpshooter followed by nine teen ninety nine. It's spelled weirdly, but you can't tell when I just say it like that. It doesn't. He got the matter. title from Prince. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, he literally. Did. This is how Prince. <laughs> he literally did. This is how he fills out checks. When Prince saw the way that Fred Durst spelled 1999, he was like, "Damn, I should. That should have been." <laughs> Never thought about that. <laughs> he got. So they, right. they got me this I one time. Fool. I thought I was the king of number. Right, here we go. Weird number songs. And the now we have in together now too. Okay. All right. All right. Here we go. So you think of what it could have been? What time is all you lost? Like you spilled it through your head. Now you fall asleep, stand up and lie and wake in bed. Watch the clock drag out and think of what you should have said. Oh, it's for the better. You better have God. It's okay. You didn't need her anyway. And I don't want to hear you say now that he can take her flame. They did go a like multi platinum like pretty quick, so I guess they have a few things to be proud of. This is their this is their to the fans. This is this is this is for the fans. The feeling of the 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 shared vibe they get with the audience, and you know, I don't know. I feel like it's a very Beastie Boysy kind of song. When you see some guy assaulting with stuff. Ninety nine. You point to him like uh, like I Patrick Bateman in the mirror when <laughs> you're like, yeah, bro. Oh man, yep, yep. <laughs> Synchronized sex crimes. Um, <laughs> this is bad. It's it's cor- no. it's corny. It's, it's one it, of the cornier ones. It's corny. It's br- I mean, it's yes, another break stuff, right? Corny. It's you can't. It's it. This is also very same samey, right? Like it is. Yeah, it, it is. Because it was almost like the track before. We got to do a little open. Whoa, 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 whoa. And now it's like now we got to go back to the what made us famous, like yeah. a two chord friggin stomper you know and it is a two chord stomper but again it, it gets kind of diluted when it sounds exactly the same as break stuff and break stuff is a lot more of a rallying cry than like yeah man we're cool we you know we like to play shows and we're on top of the world on our stage yeah <laughs> yeah look I, it's, all I, yeah, can, I can't really say anything i just don't i just in the less than jake song the guy that does the like, they keep repeating, whoa, oh, 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 whoa, 
over and over again. Uh, yeah, what's uh, the melody on that? Yeah. Is this the whoa, oh, oh, yeah. oh, 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 it's that thing. I just didn't like it. So I'm just going to say that. I think also okay. Less Than Jake did bad <laughs> things in their song. So that's my argument. Okay. It is. Whoa. Whoa, oh, 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 oh. Of all the songs oh, without oh. horns, this is the worst one. It is a very distinctly different approach to the end of a relationship where in this case, this is a buddy telling his friend, you know, hey, it's for the better that your better half's gone because you didn't need her anyway. And I don't want to hear you say nobody can take your place. What more can I say? You didn't need her anyway. So you're just trying to big up your friend. Your friend had a bad breakup and you're like, let's move on. This is it, it, how about a healthy and that boundary? friend's name? Fred Durst. <laughs> <laughs> Florida is a small state, Yo, folks. Her, man. <laughs> this was this it's is just a transcription of a conversation yeah, yeah. they had with each other on Warped Tour '97. <laughs> it's like how fucking uh, con- uh, who was it? Ti saved Scott Stapp's life, yeah. <laughs> or whatever. Like uh, it's just uh, why it- <laughs> he messed up. He messed up. He fucked up. Should have let that one hit yeah, the fence. He was too busy man. worrying about <laughs> whether his daughter's vagina had oh, been. Like pierced yet for him to? Uh... No, he was uh, he was too busy sex criming uh, yeah. people that he is bad. Well, bad both man. of those things. Anyway. He had a, cu- a lot on his mind, and so he just leapt into action to save Scott Stapp's life without a second thought. He's like, I gotta save this guy's life real quick so I can go back to like conspiring to do sex crimes with my wife. Oh, and then having a TV show about yeah about how cool our marriage is. Yep, we love it. Um, anywho, another crime. Nineteen ninety nine. Truly sums up the year. Uh, but I think this is the part where you realize the weakness of both of yeah. their lyrical games of each side. But at the same time, this is like like Fred trying to be like, yo, I'm looking at the big picture, (laughs) like what we offer the world. And he's really not that good at it versus lesson. Hey, everybody's different. And you know, when they do a, like we're thinking about stuff song, it's like they, he took a few drafts, you know, but uh, so, yeah, I mean, both of them, it's not like, you know, it's like the lesson Jake song. It's like one and a half minute, like, it's not going to be like, that song changed my life, right. bro. It like got me to keep going after Cindy left. <laughs> yeah, right? give, yeah, it's pretty. Or you could off talk for about a, Cindy's a song, trash pussy. <laughs> yeah, exactly. That pile of garbage. Yeah, the B side. <laughs> old, old trench butt Cindy. <laughs> Why did I ever go out with a lady named Trench Butt? Anyways, one of these days, Less Than Jake is gonna release their uh, their like secret trash pussy song uh b-side compilation <laughs> yeah. yeah they're homophobic yeah, all the all the problematic pussy. songs they've been <laughs> keeping to themselves they've been <laughs> they're gonna Keep their own the little vault. uh cheeses of nazareth is gonna drop any day now <laughs> oh my it's, god it's gonna have like a confederate flag on the front <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. a checkered yeah, confederate boys. flag you're gainesville boys <laughs> it's just <laughs> You know Black what? Actually, everybody sucks. <laughs> uh, I'm going to give Fred a little bit of credit lyrically because I do like um, you want to be down with the G-Shock, fuck the glam rock, ass out like Ken Shamrock, MCs detest me, want to chest to chest me, you like but that. I ain't all about that. I, I like that a lot. 
You liked yeah, that yeah. part? I liked a different Wh- part. Which but, part did you um, like? I thought that this was kind of a unifying theme of new metal, and you could probably apply it to ska, where's uh, the lyric, um, so let's make something out of it. This way we can all relate. Worldwide, we collide. This is how we communicate. They literally collide to, to communicate. That's that's the the level of emotional depth that like that Durst and and Limp Bizkit is cultivating, and it's true. That's how you you smash into one another. You break stuff, and um, that's a conversation. I mean, really, look, it's a, a beautiful I, I dance. I feel that though. <laughs> I understand what that's <laughs> but like. I would say you would get that in a ska show too. Um, but you just wouldn't necessarily um have your shirt ripped off and then be like violently thrusted into. Hey, some guy I pulled on my <laughs> suspenders once. <laughs> yeah, snapped your braces. Exactly. <laughs> Ow! Oh, geez. Zing. I'm trying to watch mustard plug. <laughs> I'm trying to see Scaba the Hut play at this VFW hall. <laughs> oh my God. That That's was a, a side question. Oh man. My favorite uh, legendary New Hampshire Durham. Uh, oh, the best which one? Ska band. Ska Rotom. Oh, Have you ever heard of Ska Rotom? All right. This has been Make It Stop. Uh, <laughs> I'm going to take off now. We're done. <laughs> Probably for. <laughs> for how good the album is versus their name it was very disappointing it was actually oh, very man. good you know? i'm sure even like i'm legendary sh- band. really Sh- shout out to them i i'm sure we were at the same shows i'm sure we went to some of the same really fucking sh- yeah that. yeah i show I mean- valley ska fest i got on stage at spring hill jack did you go to backstage did, did you the go to satellites were next to a make your own uh waffle bar <laughs> It was just like 60 year old Jamaican guys sitting next to a make your own waffle bar. Iconic moment of my life. <laughs> I've and definitely, went on this, yeah. I've definitely seen it. Did you go to um, Awesome Fest, which was a ska festival behind a barn in New Hampshire? <laughs> or no, maybe it was Vermont. I don't, know, I don't think I went to that. That's I like fine. going to the ones where you're like, oh, did. oh man, <laughs> I really missed out, didn't I? Yeah, you really did. You really <laughs> did. Especially when halfway through you realize it's like a Christian ska show. You're like, oh, crap, I got to get the hell out of here. Nothing lower than that. Um, yeah, Dad, wrap that book up. We got to yeah, leave. I'd say here. there's no risk to have a new metal, but there was P.O.D. You guys ever oh, hear yeah. that? Oh, God. And like skillet? anti-abortion P.O.D. song from like before they got signed. It's crazy. <laughs> and I will not. I will not do that. Um, should we move on? Should we move on? Are we oh, voting? Oh. I'm voting. I'm voting oh, yeah. for um, Lesson Jake. Ethan, you go. You go I first. Do I do it for Lesson I'm Jake. Not, yep. It uh, doesn't matter who I'm going to vote for, so I'm not even going to say. I, I no, vote for the biscuit. I vote for the biscuit. Ass out like Ken Shamrock. Vote for the biscuit. Yeah, get on the record. Let your opinion be known. Tie game, folks. Tie game. Five rounds left. Oh my God, <laughs> we need to finish this. All right, go, 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 go. All right, Danny says it's not a good song in Together Now. It's a classic. Here we go. Danny says that he got caught up in all the talk of how it used to be. And he says, I never used to mind that same way of life. It's just you and me. Danny says that he's so boring now since he figured out that back in the day it really says how I this. 
their gold. Apply the stamps and brands me like a barcode. I'm dashing all the media strikes. I keep the media dikes. It's reinforcement for the fight. And that alone will keep John Gotti on the phone. Dangling in the zone, I got the bees on the track. Better fuck you out. Let me hit the on your mouth now. Shut the fuck up. I'm plugging in them social skills to keep my total bills over a million. The last time I checked it. Thank God I'm blessed with the mind that'll wreck it. Wait until the second round and knock them out. They call me Big John Stuff. All right, all right, all right. This one, this one's not hard. I mean, I mean, this it's is gonna be a short yeah. one, guys. Yeah, this is. Yeah, I mean, end together now is end together. <laughs> not even now. close. Uh, and uh, DJ Premier beat Method Man fucking collaboration. Yeah, Fred Durst almost, almost even spitting is... heat on this one has some good lines. I know, it, it, dude. How could you osmosis. not screw this up? I mean, how could like how could you screw this up when you right. have everyone else? It makes you realize, like, man, if you had other people doing a lot more stuff, you might I almost wonder, bad. or just makes you realize how good DJ. Premier yeah, that is, harp you know? sample. Come on. Uh, I oh, almost wonder so if Method Man Ghost wrote. I mean, it's Wu Tang. Uh, Ghost wrote Fred's yeah. verses because like. Yeah, it honestly, it is. It's like all of a sudden, just osmosis made Fred Durst learn how to rap or whatever. Yeah, no, I'm sure Meth was like, listen, dude, like, you know, here, take a seat and I'll I'll handle this. <laughs> right. You know what I mean? Danny but says, it almost makes shot it by a don't suck today, Ray. <laughs> or something. Danny says is a song <laughs> about when less than life. Jake fans uh, turn 19 and realize their music sucks and is boring and they move on to something better. <laughs> <laughs> It's about being jaded and, and like, you know, it's it, it, like a being a too cool for school, like 19 year old. I think if you were going to give it, give it a charitable reading, it is like a representation of all of the of all of the fans that stuck their noses up at Less Than Jake for abandoning their punk and like DIY roots and going, you know, and selling out for Cat to Capital Records. And, you know, that's that's also on Losing Strike. Johnny Quest things were sellouts, which is a great song. Um, I think they do it much better on that one. I do think that's kind of what they're going for on this one, but it's it's not it's not you know it's not great i do kind of i like the horn line but it's not it's not one i'm gonna go to bat for and 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 together now i i could be harsh and i could say that you know it's it's barely a limp biscuit song it's much more of a wu-tang song featuring you know or a method man song featuring fred durst but it is a, a better song so so we're all voting limp biscuit on this one yeah. all right Le- yeah. limp biscuit regains yeah. the lead but it's a it's a it's a shootout here yeah you gotta you got sure a is. murderer's row coming up for late Limp Bizkit tracks. <laughs> yeah. Like they do oh, not, yeah. They, they're not good at sticking the landing. I'll yeah. give you a preview, but uh, yeah, it is going to be and another thing that it is going to be oh. a little rough here. I think Limp Bizkit has maybe become gassed, uh, doesn't have much fight left in them. Uh, I am certainly in their corner, uh, pumping them up as best I can. But they're on the ropes, uh, starting starting just grower, about now. They're a grower, not a shower. They're gonna be on the ropes. It's gonna be. It's gonna yeah. be um, <laughs> difficult for the yes. next few songs. I think. Oh, it's the best. Yeah, and I, I, this is a fucking excellent song. This is my favorite song in the album. Um, on either album, I think, uh, wow. uh, I would say, yeah, I would say so. Um, big crash by lesson Jake followed by trust question mark by <laughs> trust. <Biscuit>. Oh. <laughs> what is that? <laughs> 
What is trust? This is my favorite part. You think you're all that and then some? Well, you're not. I think you're dumb, diddy dumb. I take it back. Oh, shit. Did he just say that? World star. World star. Rewind, rewind. Your head was getting cracked, but you're a human beyond. It's lucky to be breathing and fast, fast. Literally running out of steam. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Well, yeah, when yeah, I cut this up, that. I'll keep a little bit of the New York hardcore part in that you had in the beginning, and then I'll also definitely keep the dumb diddy dumb part. I think you're dumb Dude, diddy dumb. I wrote in my notes Joe C section. It almost sounded like Joe Z. I, I would have loved if they had Joe C as a feature. Wait, is that how Joe C was delivered by Joe C section? <laughs> He's like. You wanna mess with me? Like that part or something? It sounded like a little guy <laughs> voice, you know, like little It voice. did. And also, so Heather, that was a us. killer fucking pun there. Uh that I think Ethan thank may you, have missed. Thank you. I think Ethan did miss it, but I thought it was no, funny. I, I totally missed it. Which one was oh, it? You I was said, oh, the, that sounded like the Joe C section, and Heather said, uh Is that how Joe C was delivered? Oh, <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> he has this little white hat on. <laughs> he has like a pimp cane. A baby with a pimp cane. Now that's a boss baby. <laughs> oh, man. I got a little bitty question. Yes. He improv that, right? That's all. That's total studio improv. Absolutely. There's no way he wrote that down on a piece of paper. I mean, well, he wrote also, down, I'm like a chainsaw, I'll skin your that ass might, raw. Some of that might have been improv, too, I feel like. Yeah, maybe. I feel like he's, he's, he likes to play in the Dude, space. Half of this album is fake, like, improv, where he's like, oh, my God, are you guys recording? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, a lot of songs have these little interludes like, where they're doing know, fake friend. studio banter. Yeah, that's interesting. It's so <laughs> that's a choice. Rough. And that's the other thing, too, is it when it ruins you should have those as the little skits, the little snippets yeah. because it ruins the end yeah. of the song. Like mm -hmm. in together now that could be perfect. And then it has like another 40 seconds of like, yeah, yo, what? yo, you heard we're good. Like, it's just him like trying to be sexy for 40 seconds. Yeah. There's that weird one where like, he like breaks a couple of glasses. He's like, Oh, you gotta like break expensive glasses. And then everyone in the band like laughs maniacally one after the other. It's just like, ha, <laughs> And then another guy comes in like, 
<laughs> it's like crazy. There's some bad interludes. Big juggalo energy. Big juggalo yes. energy. Yeah, for sure. And and Big Crash is such a good yeah. song. It's such a good song. It's it the it, and it's got three distinct parts and they all fit together well. Yes, they they follow, you know, somewhat of the formula, but it is an effective formula. That's what all pop yeah. punk is is that formula and it's endured and it continues to this day. I mean, you could see fucking Willow Smith and like Olivia Rodrigo doing pop punk songs. Mm-hmm. By the way, I'm hip with the kids. You know who those people are. Yeah, <laughs> Olivia Re- Rodrigo um, is sick. I, I, um, I checked out the singles. I yeah, I mean, the, um... the new, the new, I mean, that single sounds like Paramore. I mean, Willow Smith is has Travis Barker doing the fucking drums like pop punk indoors for a reason. And um, and it's songs like Big Crash. And the song is, you know, it's all about being it's kind of their message to you, Rudy, like thematically, where it's like people have all these expectations for you. You know, they're telling you that you can't be yourself, that you have to fit into somebody else's plans, you know, but but fuck that, that, you know, uh, right. I you can't yeah. argue with that. It's a great song. And the other one um, is right. not. <laughs> it's funny. It's yeah. very funny. It's yeah, I think Big funny. Crash is my second favorite um, after the Tony Hawk song. Uh, it is, uh, it's got great like feel changes and like tempo changes. I love when they go from the you know the punk the fast two step punk beat to the you know ska part into swelling into like chorus a, into like yeah. a halftime like emo type you know anthemic thing. Uh, yeah, this one hits hard, and uh, I think it could have beaten some good Limp Bizkit songs even possibly, but it definitely beat this horrible Limp Bizkit song for me. I'm giving my yeah. point to this and Jake. Yeah. Boom. Boom, baby, boom. All right. Oh, yeah. Yeah, no doubt. Yeah, that's that's that's. I told you I was going to be fair. I, you know, I'm, I'm in their corner. They're on I've the ropes. I've been fair, too. I, I'm, I'm, tell, I'm, I'm trying to help them win, but then they, they, they stepped in for, you know, round one seven round nine or whatever this is and then they they just laid an egg in the ring with this fucking track this is and they, went they just dumb, they just let them they just went dumb diddy yeah. dumb <laughs> they, they, fred has been <laughs> beaten dumb diddy dumb, dumb. <laughs> he's getting a little punchy a little punchy <laughs> and uh oh, all right let's move on here to theme song for h street followed by we're almost <laughs> oh we're getting to the end but this one's a spicy one uh, by Limp Biscuit. Talk about an incel anthem. This one is called No <laughs> Sex. Here we go. So there's a little stain for you. 
Aaron Lewis yeah. literally doing backup oh. vocals on that song. I think there was a stain on that guy's pants. <laughs> oh, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Bada bing, bada boom. Yeah, my man. My ass my man. And, the and your guy. perfume. My ass and your perfume that make temptation hard <laughs> to refuse. Is fucking is he packing a fucking big old dump truck? Is my dude fucking does he just have an irresistible Yo. ass? He's always covering it up in those cactus. Yo, friend, how much can you squat? <laughs> how much can you squat, brother? <laughs> Uh, I mean, he's always wearing I mean, he's got a fucking truck. deep, deep cacks, you know, it's, it's <laughs> like he's swimming in khakis. Uh, you never know. I, I haven't been able to see well, the, the accentuation. Yeah, I mean, but, or is that just the smell of the room is his ass and her perfume? It, it, both. Yeah, both. she loves the smell of his ass. Both. That's the only reason she's still in this relationship <laughs> with him. That's right. Like Ebony and Ivory, you know, it's the opposites. It it brings them together somehow. Oh, man. I just. He's my little bit of gruff, as they say in England. He's my little bit of rough. Um, It's definitely ass rock. Yeah. Especially when, like, Aaron Lewis, like, takes the lead in the bridge and he says yeah how can you respect yourself you couldn't respect yourself mm. and but i didn't respect myself and i couldn't infect myself uh Ooh. <laughs> Ooh. i don't oh, like man. that limp biscuit what are you it. doing they limp the most came out so songs. strong in the first half i know uh <laughs> Like that chorus is bad, it's dude. That so it's bad. bad. It's really rough. Yeah. That's like sub, but that's like a sub hinder level chorus. Yeah. It I really didn't is. have my pants on and you banged me. <laughs> <laughs> that part later it's in the, the song, too. just like everything else in his life, where he's like, "We undress to have sex, dirty sex." <laughs> <laughs> I have sex. I have sex. Don't you know You're my dick's me, big? Fred. It's just I'm my tr- hands are really, really I'm large. Trying. My hands are unseasonably large. <laughs> and therefore, if I was an Uber driver, that's the only <laughs> album I'd play. Just songs about sex. How sexy I am. <laughs> I'm like. DJ Horny Mix. <laughs> horny mix. Sexy sex. Oh, do you want me I to take sex. 90? <laughs> <laughs> uh, and uh. it's gonna, I gotta, you know, I'm trying, I'm pulling for Limp Biscuit in this game. I want them <laughs> to beat Less Than Jake. And Less Than Jake is about to take take the lead off of this fucking song that just sounds sure like. Are. Well, if, how do you justify no sex? As a judge, you have to show me. How would you justify I, this? Show me what you got. Thank you, ref. Thank you, ref. I can't. I just, I just, I'm saying I'm, I'm gonna give my point to less. <laughs> you can't to, defend to no it. sex. I can't defend. Uh, I'm gonna give my point to less than Jake, even though it's less than Jake song is like just, it, it's fine. It sounds like literally every other song on the album. There's like, at this point, it's just mm-hmm. like, yeah, I get the formula. Uh, and Limp Biscuit, yep. who was crushing it in the start, is just blowing it now with, just. They're posting cringe. Yeah, it's uh, the, I, I think it's a pretty good Less Than Jake song, but it is the Less Than Jake song. I it's mean, the it's song. the same one. And it is yes. it's country. Yes. It, it is country music level of cliche because they're singing to the song on the radio <laughs> and they're <laughs> betting smokes that our end is just as close. Things are so the same. And all I really care, all I ca- all I really can bring myself to say is that I know. That's all, right, all you well, can bring yourself good. to say. Cool. Good. 
That's all. But I would like to take this band on like a trip to Peru or something, just so they have like a whole different thing they could talk about for at least one album. Remember the alpaca? (laughs) (laughs) Roger Lima was born in Brazil. He's a Brazilian immigrant. I guess he's never been anywhere that like Gainesville, even because after he hated his hometown in Brazil. The, the world. I guess when you're making the hating your hometown dollars, you just gotta you gotta milk that hating your hometown cow. <laughs> As opposed to milking the hating the woman cow. Go ahead, Ethan. We know. I mean, we've known for centuries how much that pays. So. <laughs> <laughs> That's most of rock yeah. and roll, though. It's the hating the woman thing. It's yeah. kind of a tried and true. Yeah. I have a path feeling with these guys, superstar you know, Even if you shot less than Jake into space, they'd be like, "I like the other asteroid." <laughs> <laughs> Same old asteroid, man. <laughs> History of a boring universe. stupid stars that my dad looked at. All right. I know. So we're all giving a point to that band, right? We are. We are. We are giving the point to that band. Um, Okay. Taking a lead. A fourth quarter comeback for less than Jake here. Six to five. Whoa. As we head into Scott Farkas. Are the Limp Biscuit is is Limp Biscuit the fucking Celtics right now? We are they, are they falling apart in the fourth? In the yeah, this could, or this could be a, a Lakers Suns situation here. You know, <laughs> sports everybody sports. This, this is, is sports. sports. Um, okay, in the Thunderdome. Uh, Thunderdome. Scott Farkas takes it on the chin, followed by "Show Me What You Got" oh, by Limp Biscuit. Here we go. Yeah. Guys, I love I love show me what you got. I'm telling you right now. I love it. It's a, it's, I think it's great. Why does he need a Kleenex when he's leaving? Because it rhymes with Phoenix. So does Molester and Worcester and Lewiston, Maine. That was that he's a local guy. Why? Shout out to Lewis. Some of the worst shout outs of any shout out song I've ever heard. I know. I've heard so many. So shout out to my friend Chris that got shot yesterday. You know, even those albums, this is way worse. Uh, it's even it even gets worse, dude. No, it it's gets like... better. It gets better. It's it's no. so it's so silly. I think it's great. All this is. 
he spit on a boy <laughs> named Tina in Pasadena. Yeah. That that's a bit of it could be read as transphobic. Mm-hmm. Who knows? Uh, I can't help but believe in these friends, these bands, these stories and the place that I've been. I thank God, mom and dad, Adriana, for the love I feel inside. Jordan, Crap. my fat ass band. Without him, I'd be nothing but a pumpkin shoved inside yes. a can. Yes. It's wow. That's beautiful. that's got so wow, much more character to me. What a so much more character <laughs> and humility. Oh, shut than up. Than less than Jake. Oh, man. The Slim Shady, the, the crazy Is that what ass cracker. Stained a brand new drug for your brain. <laughs> yes. Come on. You're... Let's How is this Claypool for acting like a... This is liner notes, a... but a Yeah, song. they do one of these on this every the album. This is liner notes. This is literally, he was like, fuck, we need another song for the album. I already wrote something. Oh, it's the liner notes. I'll just rap. So that. I will say the song, the music. Oh, the, when they go. Now. And I, it was the song <laughs> that they played on the, the Family Values Tour 98. It was on the soundtrack, the album that was released from that tour. Uh, it was Coming called, it was no called Cambodia. It had different lyrics that weren't uh, so silly. It's interesting to me that they mm. they changed they they did this instead with that song because I like the song's pretty good the music's pretty good in it mm. and I also like the who's hot who's not who who that that that's good shit that's 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 the Coming kind of dirt that, no that I can roll with that <laughs> save in all perfections for what I do with my erections <laughs> wow the dream on. <laughs> That's my boy, Dursty Durst, right there. That's my boy. Come on. This is the least defensible one on the album. Scott Farkas isn't good, but Jesus Christ, you can't I defend just this. did it's so like, bad. wholeheartedly. It wasn't convincing, my dear. Oh. <laughs> <No>. <laughs> I'm so Look, sorry, he's just naming a bunch of places. <laughs> <laughs> Little John, sure the East Side Boys do that all the time, and that's like, right. that's good shit, too. He, this is this was one of those Johnny Cash moments where he was like, "Son, if you're gonna die in the next five minutes, and you could tell me one song, he's like, I need a Kleenex when I left Phoenix, Houston, Maine, <laughs> insane on my brain, insane in Lewiston, Maine." <laughs> At least they go to other towns and presumably like them. That's 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 yeah. something that you know they get credit for, right? I or will not? give him that. In terms of <laughs> positive travel experiences, I think Fred Durst is a much more positive traveler I mean, than less than Jake. He was pretty. He sounded pretty excited about meeting the child molester. <laughs> he did say it very nonchalantly. Oh, cool. hmm, I met this guy. He did. It was totally. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Do you think you could tell someone <laughs> yeah. about that, Fred? <laughs> <laughs> well, he just told told everyone. He's like, I'm just giving the information. Do with it what you will. <laughs> <laughs> and everyone's like, so that's what you did that afternoon on tour. Okay. <laughs> you went back to the hotel and had a steak, but I guess you had you met some guy. I didn't particularly like the guy. I just met him. That's the only... The only Notable thing about the time I was in Worcester. (laughs) (laughs) 
I get silly uh, when I play Infinity. Uh, I love it. <laughs> oh, I love man. it. I got my points on biscuit. It's, and I, can't. Uh, I think you should you should also <laughs> give your points on biscuit. <laughs> That was really cute. It was a valiant effort. There's no universe in which I could give <laughs> no, any I'm, points I'm not to this. Being, I'm, not, I'm not just trying to like swing the game. I'm not being ironic or anything. I like, I like this it. song. <laughs> I don't think you should keep saying that. Like <laughs> Why? That. Why? I don't think you should. It's good. It's Let's charming. Let's move on. It's Ethan? Ethan? Yes. Oh, no doubt. Ethan. Scar Farkas, man. Holy crap. <laughs> like, Scar- just compare... <laughs> Scott Farkas. Oh, man. Scott it Farkas. It doesn't even matter. Less than Jake could you have done I mean? anything. All they had this to do is... was pronounce Worcester right, and they would have won. <laughs> it, 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 I, this track reminds me of kind of like an outcome of the Wolves where they're just doing the same song over and over again. And you're like, oh, this is slightly different than the same thing. And that's you know a great I mean? album, and... and people love it. And people love oh, it. Oh, yeah, but it's like a theme. Everything is like this one theme of it. Now it's like, oh, that's slightly different than the other three songs on the exact same issue right <laughs> yes. before this. Well, oh, yes. Yeah, it's one note, but win. it's a little bit more. It's not a more... big win over Phil, Silly and Philly, but it's not a big win. But it's a little <laughs> well, win. Well, it is a big win because it is going to clinch the game for less than Jake. Uh, seven to five. With only one round left, Whoa. Limp Biscuit cannot uh, advance. Could, you know, cannot possibly win. Do we listen to Al's War as a victory lap for our champions? I, uh, of I the fought Thunderdome. for it. I feel like we must. Uh, we fucking must, dude. Right. We must. Look at the defeat in Mike's this eyes. Sucks. This is me skanking that on. Song I'm funny. skanking on his grave right now. I am skanking. There on was his like grave. one round where I could have. <laughs> if I just changed my fucking vote, I could have. Listen, I gave you break stuff over metalheads, and so you can't even say that I wasn't fair. Okay. Okay? All right. Here we go. This is Al's yes. War, um, which a lot of people uh, think is one of the one of the best Lesson Jake songs. I fought for it because I saw people write stuff about it. I don't know if I needed to, but here we go. It's Al's War, followed by A Lesson Learned. Does Fred Durst learn a lesson? We'll find out. Question mark. Trust? <laughs> Question mark? <laughs> Here no, we go. Don't please don't trust him, ma'am. Crescendo, no. there's got no, no, nope. no, that's right. No, there isn't. Oh, sorry. I'm <laughs> well, just a little trip hop unwinding at the end yeah, of the, the old little chill road. out tent for you. Uh, look, yeah, <laughs> sometimes an album is better than, than the literal <laughs> sum of its parts. You know what I mean? The highs are higher on the Lip Biscuit album, the highs are higher. 
But what about the sustained? This town sucks. This town sucks. <laughs> Apparently, yeah, that's enough to just, pound your opponent into submission with like, the repetition let's take of lyrical punches about <laughs> yeah, how yeah. your town sucks is enough to just knock out a band it, that decides to do yeah. the silliest to punch you right in your face. Yes. Oh, the second half is significant. <laughs> other. Oh man. Oh, I was. Mm-hmm. Um, a lot of bloat, a lot of bloat on that uh, uh, fighter. <laughs> yeah, this this isn't this matchup isn't going to help. I mean, even if it was if it was if there was a chance, it wouldn't have it wouldn't have come through on this one. I mean, this matchup, Al's War is a great song and uh, oh, yeah. it's it's a, a very solid song. It's about like his alcoholic friend who, you know, the line, you know, Al said goodbye to his mom and dad for the first time in his life. That's that's a. That's a pretty cool fucking line. I don't know. I love it. I, I, lo- I like the I like the lyrics. I like the story. I love the chorus, that vulnerability. It doesn't matter because the other song is just like, I don't even know what the fuck is happening. It's it needs chill, to dude. But what end if quicker. Was in yeah. Portishead. What if he was in <laughs> it Portishead? Is. It's a, it's a, you don't want to slow hat. him down. You don't. Oh, <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> <laughs> no. It's poor decision making. <laughs> I don't know. I kind of like. I thought it was no? a nice Do move I get to one end for that? it with a little chill. Uh, I didn't get one for look, that. these guys. They're bending genres. Uh, they're artists. You know, they're they're trying different things. They're executing. But the thing is, when they bend the genre, they're like, you can't return this. Like you've bent it too much. <laughs> They broke you broke stuff, you buy it. (laughs) (laughs) That was the follow up song (laughs) by the retail business owners of America. (laughs) (laughs) Who's paying for all this stuff you broke? Yeah, man. You know, I hear what you're saying, Mike Dunn. I, I really honestly I, I thought going into to, to this matchup, especially at the beginning, I was like, fuck, man, there's no way I can win this. But it's it's unfortunate that, that you know, Limp Biscuit they take big swings and make big misses and then occasionally they connect and they punch you straight in the face and you love it. And it's great. And it's and exactly what you want. There is there's a level of, as you said, the highs being extremely high um, and and um and again, that like swelling catharsis of like the build up, the breakdown, the weird shit, like all coming together. And they hit it really well um, on a few songs that are clearly superior. And you could definitely say are more interesting than the Lesson Jake album. But the Lesson Jake album, solid fucking catchy pop punk all the way through um, might not be as interesting, but they're not taking as many big swings. And they're so they don't miss. They don't miss. They're just fucking hitting it straight on the head can get annoying. It can it can become repetitive, but it is it's functioning um, as an album on a on a level that is is better than than significant other as a whole. And I win. (laughs) (laughs) God damn it. It's the summer of sky, I guess. Summer of sky, baby. God, we're going out on going out of the season. With ska winning. <laughs> I had to. I had to bring it back. I told you I read a book, <laughs> but we seriously it, it was close. And, and both genres deserve a, a fair shake re, yeah. a revisit, yeah. a reconsideration. You know, there were some songs um, I liked on the Lesson Jake album. 
Right. It, if if they were playing on a cruise line, you yeah maybe I'd convince I'd you to come to it. I definitely go to a Limp Biscuit show. <laughs> okay, but like a fake one in Boston Harbor, like they did one that was like oh, just you know in Worcester. <laughs> that's just like going in a circle. All right, guys, you guys going to Bad Fish this summer? <laughs> yeah, me, yeah, Jack me the fuck in. We are going to see Sublime with at Bad Fish. <laughs> we are going to see Sublime I, with Rome. Sublime. Shell necklace. <laughs> no, I I won't. But we have the opportunity to at Riot Fest. We, we should won't. bring back the um, Shell. No, we yeah, shove all the teenagers out of the way to see Sublime in Rome. <laughs> oh, there's no teenagers at Riot Fest. <laughs> yeah, we're the it's youngest people, people at Riot Fest. Um, <laughs> yeah, which is it's, we're old. Um, we need to thank our incredible fucking guest, our ref, uh, an extremely funny person and like a genuinely earnest participant in this insanity. Ethan Marsh, thank you so fucking much for being on the show with us. And please plug all of the things that we can see you at and hear you at and, and support you at. Oh, yeah. Uh, check out Barn Hamlin on Facebook and uh, uh, twitch.tv slash Barn Hamlin. I'm doing uh, new or uh, this character. Barn Hamlin is doing really great interviews. Some of my favorite creative people in Boston uh, just about how to be a creative person. And uh, it's really fun. Very silly. Uh, and uh, I love it. Uh, I love like, uh, breathing this. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it sounds like the spirit of Ska has kept itself close to your heart in your in your comedy considerations. Right. You're just in it for the love of the game, for the joy of creating. You're supporting your friends. Definitely. You're picking them up, so to speak. I'm and picking wearing... it up every day. And it's just it's all about that checkerboard unity between your your dreams and your your life, you know, <laughs> keeping them close together, you know. You are wearing uh, a, a shirt with um, sailboats on it. So we should have known how this was going to go. <laughs> exactly. You know, I kind of showed my hand because and that's the other thing. I didn't want to wear a referee shirt because that's also too close to checkerboard. <laughs> so, you know, I thought of all this stuff. Should, should I wear a Knicks cap backwards, like a blue Knicks cap? Maybe that would show. But I, I think I'm glad because I was, as I was telling you, now I just look like one of the guys in real big fish. So yeah. I, I let it out of the. Let it out of the bag. Let it out of the <laughs> sassy ska bag. Oh, man. No, this has been yeah, wonderful. Thanks for coming. Thank you guys so you are much. The absolute best. And and uh, yeah, this is the fucking final uh, episode of the season for you plebs. If you do pay us five bucks a month, we will have some extra content um, going this summer. We'll have an extra bonus episode every month, but uh, otherwise you got to wait until September, motherfuckers, um, for another seven and a half hour episode about our feelings <laughs> <laughs> couched in some sort of pretend music journalist lingo. <laughs> um, that's what you get yep. on this show, motherfuckers. And we haven't grown no. or learned anything, um, but we're having fun. Thank you, Stoppies, uh, for supporting us through another very wild season. Uh, we will be back in September with regular episodes, and you can uh, subscribe to our Patreon at patreon.com slash make it stop if uh, you want more of this. <laughs> uh, we'll probably post the uncut episode up there, because why not? Sure. Yeah. You love it. You love it, Stoppies. Um, until next season. Bye. 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 The Make It Stop podcast is produced and recorded by Heather McCormick and edited by Heather McCormick and Mike Dunn. We are part of the Boston Free Radio Podcast Network and affiliated with the
Somerville Media Center in Union Square, Somerville. Music for our theme song is produced by Patrick Ahern. Thanks for listening. What would you do to achieve the American dream? The big house, the happy family, the money. 911, what's your emergency? Would you put in the hours? Would you take a big swing? What's the problem? What's the problem? Would you lie? Would you cheat? Would they shop? Would they shop? Would you kill? Yes. From Airship, the studio behind American Scandal, comes a new true crime history podcast. I'm Jeremy Schwartz, and I'll be taking you inside the minds of some of our most notorious felons and outlaws, exploring the dark side of the American dream. In my new show, American Criminal, you'll meet the picture-perfect brothers who killed their parents, the thief who stole babies, the crypto king who siphoned off billions and plenty more. From assassins and gangsters to killers and con artists, whatever the case, whoever the criminal, you don't know the full story until now. Don't miss the debut season of American Criminal, The Menendez Brothers, beginning February 29th. Listen wherever you get your podcasts, or to get early ad-free access to the entire season first, plus hundreds of other ad-free history podcast episodes, subscribe at intohistory.com.